Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo's around here somewhere. This is the morning sickness. And off we go for another glorious day here. Uh, Maybe raining where you are. Don't know what's going on out there. Uh, West is getting something. East is not. We're not. But it's nice to think about because it's everywhere. It's possible rain all day long. And that means... It's not going to rain. It's absolutely not going to rain. But wash your car. Maybe yeah, yeah. Give your car a wash, and then you'll be frustrated. Like, uh, and especially if you get it detailed, spend a little extra on that. Get my man Carlos Cairo coming out there. Detail the car. It's almost inevitable that, that makes clouds. I think car washes uh, in mass create humidity, start the cloud cover, and we're in trouble. That's a thing. I am still. I like yesterday was such a, a strange day because uh, all I did was plan for things coming up. And it just dawned on me, like midway through, I'm not only planning like October stuff. We put together a bunch of Halloween things yesterday, and a couple, and then a couple of phone calls I was on yesterday, and Christmas, like things for December are like we got to get on this. And I'm like, my God, we do. You're right, we've got to get on this. It is amazing how quick it's popping up, and how uh, the year is just like hello, goodbye, and here we are planning out December yesterday. For all sorts of stuff that's probably not going to happen because of lawyers and insurance companies. But who cares? I'm, I'm wasting my time planning it. <laughs> Just know that I'm planning things for you guys. Whether or not we can actually do them, well, that's a different story altogether. But yeah, I'm standing 111 degrees talking about, you know, December shows and comedy stuff and the, the Halloween band thing. It's crazy. Sat there for a couple hours doing Halloween planning. I'm like, this is nuts. And, and we're on a crunch. It's not. It's not. Stores are opening. I, the Spirit Halloween store is opening right now. It's just a strange. When I'm driving by and seeing Spirit Halloween again over on Camelback, I'm looking. I'm like, really? And then I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But then I start wondering, who buys their costumes now? Who starts thinking about it now? And I guess you know, for, there's a few people. Obviously, yeah, that's but, but enough to start a store. I mean, that doesn't seem like it's going to well, be too think, lucrative for another month. I, I think that costume thing can go a little bit longer but people buy stuff for decorations yeah but spirit like halloween came is... home with two items yesterday not from spirit halloween but she just stopped buying for halloween, halloween stuff, stuff. That's like strange. skeletons hanging you know buying them <laughs> yeah, already or she has I mean... a uh, collection of uh like old buildings like you make a little village like a christmas village yeah they've got halloween town oh. so they have the same things and she has you have one of those accumulated you have a phony little town of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no man's ever excited about that. No, dude, because Caliendo's got that whole room dedicated yeah, to hers Christmas is ridiculous. Town. I've never seen anything like it. They hire people to come over and build an entire room of Christmas Town. I mean. Like a bedroom or like a living room? or Dining a room. It's, oh, it's, when you first yeah. walk into the house, it is absurd. And, it's, and, and it's pretty, I mean. No, it's like, not. There's nothing cool about it. It's nothing good. It's awful. Three, four hundred <laughs> pieces. Train runs through yeah, it. Yeah, a maybe. big train. Yeah, really. Three or four hundred pieces. Some gay guy shows up every year in October and starts piecing it together, 
It's just, it is the single strangest thing you'll ever see when you walk into somebody's house and go, like you don't walk into Christmas stores that are this decorated. Wow. It's, we had a guy in our obscene. neighborhood, he, he uh, died a few years ago, but he, he would do his entire garage and you could just, you'd walk, it would be on every night. So you'd walk down the block and there it is. His Christmas village was yeah. a two car garage. Oh man, no way. See. And you're inviting people over. Yeah, I'm all about, like, decorating for Christmas. But that's, like, when it starts in September, you're overdoing something. Something ain't right with you. You can't, because I'm, you know, that's just weird. But, and I got, you know, a couple of my friends will decorate their house for anything. Like, Labor Day, they're going to put up, you know, stuff for Labor Day. I'll take a picture of Spooky Town for you when it's... What's that mean? Hey, Brett, <laughs> calm down. This is different. Explain, Please do. Explain Please that. Do. What is that? What are you talking about? That's the Halloween village. It's called Spooky Town. He still does it? The dead guy? No, this is Ronnie's. No, oh, Ronnie's. Ronnie's. Oh, you yeah. have Spooky Town. Well, of course yeah. you do. <laughs> Stop it. I got to come over and visit. <laughs> Look at this. He wasn't kidding around. That's <laughs> Spooky Town. How you doing? My name's Brett. <laughs> Welcome to Mayor Spooky Town. Spooky Town, huh? That's something you don't control at all. That's your. Oh, that's the name of some of the. Well, items. I know. I'm there, just saying. Yeah. It's. That's something I'd, I kind of expect Toledo to have to deal with. You, uh, you're not putting your foot it's, down on. Spooky it's double time. season two because just like the Christmas programs and the the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Halloween movies start rolling out pretty soon. None of them are good. We need. Well, a good I'm saying Halloween she'll movie. start watching. No, I know. I, yeah. Well, Ronnie watches terrible movies. That's been established. But I mean. Man. Loves the holiday. We need a good Halloween movie besides just Halloween. And all the rest of the Halloween stink. Halloween one's great. There hasn't been a good one in a long time. Yeah, we just need something solid for Halloween that's just good and about Halloween. Because otherwise they just keep rolling that crap out. And Brady has to sit through it every day. That's why he's got his own TV room. Like a little kid. Hubie Halloween. Bedroom. Come on. I'm no. That kind of brought it back. Hubie on. Halloween. This is what I'm talking about. And I'm sure. Take a lap. That, yeah, I'm sure that runs on a loop at your house. It's horrible. But yeah, it's, I just uh, I'm oh, all for. Thank God we agreed on that. I'm all for decorating for holidays. I just don't get the Halloween going this crazy, and it's just this. All I picture is guys smoking cigars and counting cash, going, "I didn't think they'd fall for it," but they're buying Halloween stuff like crazy. <laughs> Halloween is like just goofy. It's, it's goofy. Like I was at the uh, the Home Depot. There's like a 12 foot skeleton, and I'm like, I've seen these. And like a 25-foot skeleton. I'm like, that's new. And my neighbors have one, and its head fell off a couple years ago. That was the best Halloween decoration I've ever seen. I got went to work, and I'm driving. The wind blew, and there's a head, a giant skull head laying in the road. And this skeleton without a head. And I'm like, now that that's the way solid. that needs to stay. It never needs to do anything. Now you're just... You're just if there were like $850 decorations for Halloween. I'm like, that's, that's overkill. What happened to just like the cardboard cutout that said, boo? That's fine. Well, then you see, then you see people have Halloween trees now too. Like we were at a restaurant the other day, and I'm like, I'm telling Miss New Booty, I'm like, look at this scumbag doesn't even take his Christmas tree down. She goes, look at it again. It's Halloween. I'm like, what kind of jet? All right, whatever. Look Look at at this this scumbag. This is awesome. Hey, your food's good here. By the way, I enjoy your restaurant. What are you doing, scumbag? (laughs) What are you talking about? You got a Halloween Christmas tree up, and you you put Halloween on it. You're an idiot. Look. We're out for a nice dinner. It was McDonald's. They had a play, man. <laughs> Where was, what's the name of that place? I can't no, remember. I'll have to ask oh, her. I man. can't remember. Just a restaurant you guys wandered into. Yeah, and I'm just like, how? what the? And you saw Scumbagger. I'd like to see, uh, Brett yeah. needs to do Dirty Dining instead of Jason <laughs> Barry on Channel 3. Walked in and his scumbag's got his Christmas tree up. <laughs> Ding. 
There's fingers all sorts in the glass. Failed. He put a finger in his glass. Oh, <laughs> I saw a Band-Aid on the waitress. Oh, <laughs> my waitress also admitted it was that time of the month. Ah, this place is closed. <laughs> Yeah, he, dirty dining with Brett would be totally different than like. So what? You got some eggs next to meat. Big whoop <laughs> off. Get that Christmas tree out of here, you idiot! <laughs> what a scumbag! What now a scumbag. let's be honest. You're right. That dude didn't go out and get his Halloween tree out. He yeah. just left his Christmas tree up and he right. decorated a few decorations, yeah. Halloween yeah. ornaments. Yeah, uh, got easy. Somebody who lives a mile from me over by my friend's house has that. They leave their Christmas tree up all the way through Easter. That's de- a scumbag. Yeah, it's a scumbag. It's yeah. a lazy scumbag, and they decorate. Their tree for Valentine's Day and then for Easter and somewhere in between it's something else. And you're right, Brett. That's scumbaggery. And the reason why is because they spent... Valentine's. They spent, oh, Valentine's. The first one I said, Brady. That's Valentine's Day. It's constant. The, uh, they have this light system at their house that they put on. And they can change the colors of their lights like they're a Vegas strip hotel. And, you know, it's red and white. And then a couple weeks later, oh, it's uh, in March, it's green. And they get the trees green, and they've got little leprechauns on. It's always in the window. I'm like, that's just lazy. Take the tree down for all the times you decorate it. There's no such thing as a St. Patrick's Day tree. The only thing that represents is where loser drunk Irishmen go and sleep it off <sighs> under a tree. And that's it. There's no ties back to the tree. Wearing the little mick hats and everything. Right. If you're going to decorate for your house, don't go lazy with all your leftover Christmas stuff and try to repurpose it. We see through that. You're like Brett says. You're nothing but a lazy scumbag. It's true. I'm going to bang on that lady's door. Oh, what's a Labor Day tree, scumbag? <laughs> Tear that down. Idiot. But I just I decorate the tree for every occasion. That ain't how it works. Ah, go after yourself. Get there's out a here. Christmas tree, then there's New Year's. <laughs> then if you still have your Christmas tree up after the 5th of January, you're a scumbag. <laughs> Them's the rules. Ding. <laughs> Dirty dining report. But I'm an individual home. Dirty dining. <laughs> I'm reporting you to the health department, scumbag. I want to go. I, I don't know that I'd eat at a restaurant that still had its Christmas tree up. Yeah, I I think I'd be like, mm. you going back? Uh, well, I don't even remember where it is. I got to find out. I got to ask her where it is. Probably not at this point, though. <laughs> scumbags. Yeah, you can't have this scumbag behavior. It's just not. I got to find out where it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I hate having my emails on my phone because I check them all the time. And I get like, I, I start to get the ones that I think have been missing for years. This one, uh, an email that starts with the words "dude" are always good. And this, this dude, uh, my physical therapist uh, for my back is amazing. She's got the best fake cans and best ass ever. Here we go. She always wears these little shorts, and she's just hot. I broke my femur skiing two years ago. My knees and back have been screwed ever since. So I go to her for stretching, and then she does PT stuff. Last session, she started flirting extra hard with me, and we've always sort of flirted. But while she worked on my knee. She leaned one of those huge boobs into my arm, and she's never done that before. So I'm like, what's going on? Then she was explaining something for my hamstring. It was rubbing all the way up, bumped my sack the first time. I'm like, okay, mistake. Then she did it and bumped my sack again, then again. She's grabbing my bag, basically. And then she commented about how it did excite me when I got up because my shorts were puffy a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, She wants me. Nice. Nice. And it's the way you read it. Like, if you were to read this going, <laughs> oh, yeah. my physical therapist is amazing. Like, if you read it like a, an English gentleman, you'd think it. But no, this, you know who this guy is. No way she didn't notice that it was getting to me. I go back tomorrow. I'm going to get hard on purpose and see if she hits it. Do you think that's a good idea? Stay tuned, Joseph. <laughs> or Deshaun. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. Deshaun Watson had to go through a great deal of trouble doing exactly what you're doing. Which is having someone touch you, you get half hard and start, you know, 
when somebody, if, I feel so sorry for physical therapists. They have to touch weirdos all the time. They have to work with weirdos all the time. And license some, massage a little more. Oh, they're but they have a reputation of yeah. jerking you off. Physical therapists, at least, they're working on a. Sometimes there's a lot of stretching, and they do the massage thing to work out after, and uh, you know, physical therapists have to touch a lot of spots, like that are like, all right, we're going to work. When I when I did my hip physical therapy, they're in there, man. They're working that inner thigh. They're cracking stuff. They're bending you. And like, all right, that's mighty close to the bag. And it isn't massage; it's touching. Noise. And you notice, and you start thinking to yourself, "Oh God, don't, don't move." If if a massage therapist touches your dick, they're there to jerk you off. There's no reason for a massage therapist ever to dabble in the area ever. If they're tainting, bee holing, and and bag touching, well, you got what kind got, of massage therapist you going exactly. to? Exactly. Anybody? Good one. Any, the best of the best the of ones Phoenix. Twenty four yeah. hours. One that New Times names best of. <laughs> But yeah, if you get a ball touch from a massage therapist, but it's very common with physical therapy that you're working kind of hard and something gets brushed or bumped. I've done enough physical therapy to know that, especially with legs and things, there's no getting around. They do their best not to. But if she's touching it, she's just sloppy. But don't get a hard on on purpose and then try to wave it in front of her to Sean. Terrible idea. Why do these people ask me these questions at 1030 at night? Dude. I'll just ask John. They're like, I think you think I'm going to tell you to go for it. All I'm telling you is get a good lawyer. It's just a bad idea. Chicks Only who, one way to find out, bro. It's you know, it's that mentality from a few years ago when we're like, wait a minute, people just whip their dicks out without you know, all those stories in the Me Too movement. Then he pulled his penis out. Like, were you on a date or anything? No. It getting a hard on and thinking girl, girls don't want to see. Especially when you're not dating, you're just walking around with wood. They see mine, man. It's it's game it's over. It's totally different than all that. Girls find that to be threatening if they're not dating you. Besides that, you're in a physical therapist's office. Usually there's like 20 other people in there. There's like a lot of work going on. If you're the only ones in there. Let's go to the supply closet. <laughs> what are you going to do with your boner when she doesn't notice and you're walking around PT with a heart on? And that old lady who's getting her hip redone. What's going on over there with him? Oh, God. Nobody wants to see your boner. Keep it at, wear tighter underwear today and hide it. No way, bro. She's going to jerk me off right in front of all the other PTs and all those other old people with bad backs. It's happening. I've been to physical therapy. You could start jerking me off. And it's not sexy because there's so many other people in there throwing balls against trampolines or... Poor people who can't move anymore. I watched an old lady throw up once just working a weightless pulley <laughs> in her wheelchair. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, she's pretty sick. What is she doing in physics? She's got to keep moving. Her doctor makes her come in and she, she just barfed all over the place. So PT ain't exactly sexy time. Unless if, he's an Asian girl's Messiah. I mean, right. uh, physical therapy in, That's uh, what you in AJ. Go to your room. Yeah, go to your physical therapist. Get excited when she taps your bag. Because you got a bad back. You sound like a real, like, you know, you got a bad back and a couple of knees that aren't working. And yeah, you sound like a somebody that ladies are just going to rub all over. Then you drive over to Quan Lee's Dream Massage Palace <laughs> over behind the train tracks on McDowell by the Coliseum. The one with the red light in the window in the daytime. <laughs> and you go in there and you get a tug. Like a goddamn gentleman. Yeah, have some class, for God's sake. Have some class. Keep it classy. And let the Asians do their work. That's why they're here. I think half the time, that runs through my mind. I've gotten three pedicures in my life, and all three times I'm like, 
She'd jerk me off if I asked. <laughs> I'm almost positive of this. She didn't. She didn't boat all the way over here just to cut my toenails. Like she would take the extra. I dollar to make you holler. Yeah. Ex- all I have to say is excuse me. And just point to it. Oh, okay. A premium platinum. Yeah, platinum. That's what I'm talking about. And I trim my toenails and rub my calves. And because when they rub your calves at those places, they look at you. Like there's a lot more. The eye contact's key. There's more where this came from. And I just sit in that chair and look at them like, okay. You're just steps away from a a little whisper in the air. But she's already down there. She's a, a woman, a, a guy cannot see, this is just science, a guy can't have an Asian woman on her knees rubbing his legs and not think this is going to the next level. We can't do it. We're not professional enough. No man in his right mind can have an Asian woman on her knees while you sit in a chair, leaned back, and think she's doing it. I just don't know how to take that next step. I'm almost positive that every one of them could do it. Now, I was there one time. And the dude changing light bulbs at the pedicure place came off the ladder and then started running water in my bucket. And I'm not good with pedicures. It was an att- Actually, it was a, a couple of black guys that I'm friends with told me, you got to try this, man. They're amazing. And I'm like, I don't like my feet being t- I don't like being touched. And he goes, the pedicure's different. I'm like, all right. So they said that they said, you give it two or three times. By the third time, I'm like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I hate this. I can trim my own toenails. I'm a grown-up. Uh but then this dude came off a ladder after he was changing lights in a flannel shirt and jeans. And then he ran the water in my bucket. And I'm like, he's not my, he's not the one who's going to blow me today, is he? <laughs> and sure enough, he came back in and started to rub my feet with the, with the scrub. Soft hands. And I did actually had really soft hands. <laughs> like, um, we running shy on staff? What's going on here, Raul? You like uh, hot? Yeah, I want the water to be hot. I also would like my, uh, pedicurist to be hot you should leave None cheryl who i go to for a rub down every once in a while she's a sports therapist and yeah. um next door three doors down in the center is the uh red light they got another massage therapy place in hers yeah but this oh. one just is, just says massage yeah that's just a head and down. she was telling me about it and she's like oh the clientele so it's like two yeah. o'clock in the afternoon sure i'm done i look out of there these guys are just filing in every yeah. 15 minutes. It's like uh, nice cars. I, I was looking for uh, Robert Kraft. It's, it's lunch break. Orchids. It's lunch break. They go over, get a hand job for lunch. I'm like, Cheryl, you know what? I might, uh, you might have lost a client. Today. Yeah. Why not? Go over there and get a tug. You of all people should give that a try. You should open that horizon. That new door should open for you. Go over. You know what? Is the back of mine? The Monograms sting. on the uh, yeah, collar, yeah. We and, had and a the friend. sting happens. We had a friend get caught in a sting. <laughs> That's all I think oh, about. Yeah. Well, not a friend, but a... We knew him. Uh, he, We knew him, and he was in radio. And he had monogrammed MW on his arm when he was in the newspaper. Arpaio's massage parlor sting, Nets 30. And he was on the cover of the newspaper covering his face with his monogrammed MW. And he was running a radio station. I worked with his time. wife. Yeah. <laughs> awesome story, because we all got the Arizona Republic back then, and that was the first thing we looked at and said, hey, that's the guy that runs KKFR. <laughs> <laughs> the power station. Sure enough, he's coming out with those on his hands, like, ah! 
And the one newspaper, I and mean, there was 30 dudes in that thing. One dude gets the picture, and he's doing that perp walk with handcuffs. And his mo- the worst time to ever have monogrammed anything. But he took his ego to the store and said, you know what I'd like? My initials and all my clothes and the, and the lapel and on the wrists. I like this. This is nice. This shouldn't ever backfire on me ever in my life. I'll tell you, he had no idea that was going on there. That's I mean, right. What? That was the story. While he was getting jerked off, and sheriff's uh, officers were going, ah, freeze! <laughs> He's like, what's happening here? Oh, my God, am I being jerked off against my will? Yes, you are, sir. And that's why when you go to university in 32nd Street, you shouldn't expect quality massage. <laughs> but, yeah, he had to tell his family that. Because when you're in the cover of the paper in a jerk-off sting, your brain starts lying immediately. <laughs> You don't come home with the truth, yes? Yes, honey, I was getting a a great hand job from a woman from Asia. <laughs> and the police were there. I feel like a new man now. I'm on the cover of the paper. Hopefully this explains everything. <laughs> everything. Because really, when you think about it, the truth would... You're set free immediately. Is this you on the cover of the paper? Yes, it is. Were you getting a hand job from an Asian woman on university at 32nd Street? I was. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He's Johnny Depp from the Depth. Yes, I did. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? I think I just did. I was getting a hand job from an Asian woman on 32nd Street University. I've done it quite a bit. And today, the sheriff was there, and I got in trouble for it. Were you giving him money? Yes, I was. <laughs> I can't fight this man. He's too honest. But I'm sure he came home and went, I don't know what's going on. A man who looks exactly like me with the exact same name. I've been going to this place for years. <laughs> was caught in a sting. I've never had a massage from anyone in my life. Thanks, Robert Kraft. Yeah, exactly. Not hiding it. You knew I had a massage this afternoon. <laughs> I want to know how many guys here do it. If I'm a betting man, Bob Weaver's done it because uh, he was part of the Chuck Arteague life, and Chuck had to like that. Used to be like I'm taking everybody out for lunch, like the old days of business when our old general manager would. I guarantee you, he used to take his sales guys. It's like Mad Men type thing and pay for rub and tugs. He's from that era. Oh, Chuck got rub and tugged like crazy. Stop He's it. So tight, Chuck. Yeah, but I don't that's know when he would... you get. He had a trade. There's he, no, he didn't pay for maybe it. Maybe a yeah, trade. No, yeah, Chuck. Chuck found out how to work the system. He just gave him a ride there. They had to pay their own tab once it was done. I can hear it in my head. I got these slants over here, willing to do it for freebies. <laughs> We're all heading over. Weaver, grab your oils. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in Chuck's car, driving insanely fast in the wrong lane to go see these ladies that Chuck made a deal with. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And if it wasn't him, it was a, we had uh, this building right now has four people in it that, that don't work. Their lunches are not what they say. They're all getting tugged around. Working from home. I've never done it because I'm afraid I would do it. I'll be the first to admit I would love to probably go in there and test that. Years ago, we were in the car driving by one and Megan goes, I wouldn't mind watching one do that to you. Well, let's, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> well, I just. Like, what if they know something? I could learn something. Like, yes, you should. Education. That's why we would do it for <laughs> educational purposes like PBS giving me a hand job. It's perfect. And then she quickly turned uh, against it when I was too excited. That's the problem. As a man, you get too excited about when they say you want someone else to jerk you off. We hit the brakes real fast. Yes, I do. And like, Why are you still excited about that? Oh, I was just kidding. I, of course, I would never want anyone else's precious hands on there. It's just yours. <laughs> I've gone to a couple of those reflexology places and they're always wondering, how does it work? What do you mean? How do you get like, to the next step? Yeah, or do they... Yeah, I, I, you have to ask. 
and I don't have that kind of credit. I know. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same way. Like, it's good reflexology. Uh, That's pretty she good. would basically, I... yeah. <laughs> if I wanted a hand job from you, like, I can't, I don't know how it works. It's the same thing, I guess, fear of turning down. No, we don't <laughs> yeah, do that Rejected here. and thrown Ooh. out. Oh, no, I'm that guy. <laughs> so I understand there could be a, things off the menu that I can ask for. No hand job! Get out, little! Oh, crap. I thought, oh, no. Well, I guess I just got to go to the next one yeah. two blocks down. And then there's a picture of you on the window. Don't let him in. And you're just a, it's like bouncing checks only with your dick. <laughs> it's terrible. And I'm not sure I could be aroused by that. I think I'd be too nervous. It's just, it's, uh, I don't know, just so transactional. And I'm, at, I'm in a weird place. Brett, have you ever done it? No. I didn't even ask you. Nah. Have you ever even thought about it? Nah. No? God nah. damn it. You roll in there this day the, and then a yeah. dude rolls in. How yeah. are you? How are you? How are you? Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I could probably Would ask you. Would you like? Yeah, Thanks. jerk me off. <laughs> Go ahead. Thanks, short round. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. John! Dr. John! Yeah, There's the... actually a page on how to ask for a hand job. Oh, there massage. is. Look at you went to Quora and found it. What's it say? It says how to ask for a hand job during a massage. This one just says ask. Yeah, I don't have that kind of courage. What's the subtle ways? Go to a sensual, sensual therapist who advertises it. Look for sensual massage. Well, what is that? Newborns. How do they advertise? I don't know. HJ's five bucks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. You know, you know what? I talk about this. Uh, the I'll, advertising I'll is in bikinis and lingerie and lots of cleavage. Ah, well, that I would know. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm not going in there because of the sting. It has to be semi-professional. It can't be that whorish, where the massage therapist is actually in a bikini or lingerie. I know what's going on there. Those are prostitutes. Here's one: How to get a guaranteed happy ending massage? <laughs> That's <laughs> karmatantric.com. How do How do you do it? And what's great about it is there were 12 answers on there, all 13, 2013, 24, all the way up to 2023. How to ask. I suggest giving your lawyer a retainer fee first. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> See, everybody's kind of afraid of the legal ramifications. And that should be legal. Why is, it Why is it legal for me to pay someone to trim my toenails, which is degrading, demeaning, and disgusting? I think if they have the neon sign blinking sure. in their window, then it's safe to ask there. That's probably one of the rules. Well, really? I have heard that. Yeah, there you at go. The, at late, the ones that are after hours, too, right. like nighttime. What's late more demeaning, night? though? Cleaning my feet or just giving me a tug? Cleaning my feet is gross. Like, clipping toenails is just gross. It's, yeah, uh, it's also healthy. It's gross. It's also healthy nice. for the Well, all right. You, prostate. You, but you can do it yourself. Like, a lot of, like... A lot of people think that the, I, I don't know. It just seems like paying somebody to trim my toenails is no different than giving them a few extra bucks to polish me off, you know? But you realize Take that your you enjoyed having the, the toenail side. Oh, I hated being, it. Well, you liked the fact that you had someone serving. Oh, I liked the slavery yeah. so aspect. So it would be the yes. same way. Yeah. That same feeling. Yes, I think maybe that's like true. power. Yeah, because it is a... You know, white people don't like to talk about it. It's inherent in us to uh, oppress people who are from other places. It's just in our DNA. And when you're in a chair and somebody who barely speaks the language is washing your feet, you feel like a god. It's just, and we call it pampering. We call it pampering ourselves to take some foreign support and, and go ahead, throw it in there. Wash my feet, filthy, filthy immigrant. 
<laughs> and it's in our brains that, like, when a white person does it, we're like, no, this isn't, I don't want to do this. Like, you go into those, and they're nice. A lot of places are nice, but they're, the Asian-run ones make white women feel like they've got a slave. If you've got a white slave who's coming in there and just, like, bowing down, and they're very quiet, they're whispering their words to their coworkers, it's, it's slavery. It feels like slavery. <laughs> Somebody found a picture of you and uh, Megan driving around there. That was my car. It's skidding. <laughs> it's skidding on an off ramp, and uh, it says "Go home or turn right for hand job massage parlor." I hit the brakes pretty hard. I'm sure. <laughs> what do they do? Do they do anything different? I don't know. We should find out together. <laughs> Me feeling it, and you watching and taking notes. Because they might do something really great. No, I know that they're not doing anything different, but. You know, challenge accepted. Exactly. I will. I will definitely be that uh, cadaver, so you guys can learn off each other. Sounds like Choco Taco all over again. It is Choco Taco. <laughs> it was a very Choco Taco moment. If you don't like a Choco Taco, I'll blow you. Get me a Choco Taco. <laughs> Yuck! This is gross. Really? Oh, I hate it. I guess I have to do what I said. Like this is the. What else should I love? <laughs> this is the easiest BJ I've ever gotten in my life. That was the most fun one, the Choco Taco BJ, because it was daytime at the laser tag. <laughs> it was right there in that parking lot. <laughs> it was wonderful. And Choco Tacos, now that they don't make them anymore, it's kind of sad. <laughs> I used to do that all the time to girls, too. I've never actually finished from oral. What? Yeah. Just not that great. Well, I could change that. No, you couldn't. Sure could. Nah. Many have tried. And then and failed. And then I guess you're great at it. <laughs> Told you. Like, yep, you're the you're the big winner. <laughs> you showed me. You showed me. Golly, that was amazing. I'll bet you one hundred dollars. You can't make me. All right, watch this. <laughs> Just turned you into a hooker. You didn't even know it. Yeah, the massage parlors are. You're right. Maybe there's a slavery aspect to it. I don't want somebody who speaks great English doing it. I don't like that. I didn't like that when, when I didn't even like it when the guy changing the light bulbs came over and he had a Spanish accent. I'm like, nope, I don't like this at all. It has to be a very specific type of Asian. And watching those white women turn into the Queen of England every time as they just oppress a tiny little immigrant and just do it with like it's normal. Nothing is normal about someone washing and trimming your toenails. Uh, nothing at all is normal about that behavior, especially when you're sitting back just reading a magazine while they do it. Like, you deserve this. What are they coming? Hello, puppet. Yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm here for slavery. My feet need to wash. There's businesses for it because white women love slavery. Love it. Love it. I'd like to enslave her today to wash and trim my feet. Why don't you do it? Well, why would I do that when I have a slave do it? It's innate. <laughs> it's inside me to want a slave to do it. You can't paint your own toenails? No, not when a slave is available. That's what surprised me about Ronnie's uh, 23 and Me. There's no Asian. Yeah, um, <laughs> but she doesn't do the, like, bucket subservient thing. She does the pedicures. Right, right, she does pedicures, but it's not the subservient. No. Bucket. Yeah, she's going one-on-one. Still. Right. It's slavery. But it's the, uh, you know, it's the full price slavery. She's been slave to uh, clients for over 20 years. Let me tell you this. Same client coming in for... Right. If Ronnie got a $10 tip, she'd be upset. I'm giving that girl 10 bucks. She charges me like 15 20 I'm giving her 10 
And I know that Ronnie's going to tell everybody, oh, that's a chop shop. That's a t-. Nope. Highly rated, awesome place. They do great work. They do volume work. They don't have to charge a lot of money. They're doing 40 people a day. $20 a pop. Throwing Churn another and burn. 10. They're churning and burning. They're getting you in. They're getting you out. There's not a lot of conversation. You want a hand job? I think you can ask for it. I don't know how. And it's in Paradise Valley. So it's like the wealthy women that come by three times a week. I changed my color today. And they wash their feet. And they like the fact that off. they can just roll in most of the time and get in. Yep. You just come in and They're go, appointment. I don't have to worry about a thing. Is Quan available? And then like eight people show up. Hi, Quan. Like they're all Quan. And then you just go sit with a Quan and they do your feet. It sit is. with a Quan. You, get, you grab a Quan. <laughs> grab a, it should say it at the door. Grab one Quan only. One Quan per customer. I need a Quan and I need a chair. Okay. And they have like 40 of them. And Quan's everywhere. Just working feet. And singing, swing row. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lose breath. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, <laughs> shall we? get a pedicure. Yeah, I'm not going out <laughs> doing water thing. I'm going to get a pedicure. Yeah, exactly. this. <laughs> yeah, Brett says he's out to get Operation He's like, you're right. He's getting a hammer from uh, Quan Lee. Swing a row, sweet to cherry. Bring out the Quans. No, give me two Quans today. I've got two feet. Uh, it's 618. Let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one. And we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Thank you, quite nicely done, Alliance. The bread is heading out there right now. Why are you leaving so fast? You got ten. He's going right down the road. 48th Street and Indian School. He's running down there. Scumbag. Yeah, hey, you scumbag. <laughs> For a two-minute drive. Get out of here, scumbag. Uh, Brett's on his way out the door right now. 48th Street and Indian School uh, for Operation Hydration. Uh, again, I have to thank those guys. I And I tasted this stuff, the Sweatle. Had one uh, really yesterday. Really good. Uh, two days ago playing yeah. golf. It's, a, uh, it's, it's, it's a, a electrolytes water. And it's, you know what, it's, the great one was the grape. And it's not, there's no sugar. There's nothing in it that's, like, bad. And uh, it just was really good. Like, it tasted great. So I'm, I'm a fan. Sweatle dropped off. Uh, I like the meaning behind it, what it means. IV. Yeah. Yeah. Intravenous. Just injected into your body. <laughs> it's, it's Mexican intravenous. Sweatle. They dropped off 26,000 bottles of water. You can't even. I put. You can't even put an imaginary brain around what what that looks like. It's huge. So, Operation Hydration is like we're closing her up in a couple weeks. It goes till Labor Day. Unbelievable how good it goes, and then you get this kind of stuff happening, and it's like just remarkable. So they're dropping that off. I think this week, if they haven't already, and it's just amazing. So thank you to those guys and everybody else who's dropped off. We're not done yet. It's still a hundred and f outside. So. Uh, we're going to keep her going till Labor Day, as promised. Felt it yesterday a little it's bit. It's warm. It's just that thing where you're walking outside going, Ugh, come on. 
Give me a break. There's a little more mugginess involved. We'll get one this weekend. It's gonna be in the. It's gonna be below 100. Uh, you donate a case of water and help out uh, Operation Hydration because they're helping out the valley's homeless. We're hearing all these news stories about there's 50 people dead. They're investigating 300 others. We shouldn't have this problem. Now you're going to lose some people who are just out of their minds and not paying attention to what's going on, and they die. But for the most part, there's a lot of people that would just survive this if they had some somebody come by and say, "Here's some water." But the lack of water is never a reason to to you know gas out. But again, you're going to run into the problem. We're always going to have that. The news will always put a spotlight on like people not taking. You know, they never mention that the person that dropped dead was also uh, you know. Heroin would and, rather have the drug than right, the water, exactly. not knowing yeah. better. That to me, that doesn't count as a heat related death. Heat related death is a dude who's outside busting his butt, working from A to B, trying to make ends meet, and he just goes out. He dehydrates. Old person in their home, no one's checking in right. on him. A, a, a homeless guy who's you know down on his luck and not doing that kind of stuff and standing outside all day. Those uh, people, people that want help and want to get better deserve this thing not that anybody deserves to die but there's a lot of this false narrative reporting stuff about like everybody who's dry it's just because it's so hot it feeds that whole it's too hot for humanity story that they just love to tell about phoenix which isn't true um but operation hydration does amazing work for a lot of people and what they do also is kitchens get the water they need it for cooking they need it for uh, hydrating the people that come in and are like, we need a meal. and what, It's it's just an awesome situation. The Phoenix Rescue Mission divvies that out appropriately, and we couldn't be happier to be partnered with them. Uh, and you guys help out like crazy. And you can do it again. 48th Street and Indian School, that's Arcadia. You can roll on over there, see some Arcadia ladies uh, in their Lululemons wandering in and out of the uh, drugstore and the Safeway. Over. Shouldn't be too far away. You can, might, might be able to spot a drive line somewhere in the near distance. Oh. Right up the road, because yep. you go up 48th Street, and you're right there at Lafayette. Make a right, and you'll find Hopi Elementary School. Jesus Christ. Not one of those kids in Arcadia is getting kidnapped, but none of them walk to school. I always go back to that when I lived in that neighborhood, and I saw all the kids with suitcases. Back when they were still allowed to walk here and there, and they're walking down the road with suitcases. The roller, right? What's this? Well, they banned the backpack because it was causing back issues for the children. They have so much homework, so many books. Books? Laptops. They don't have any books. You don't know books. Fourteen of them. I, I, should, I, I should look like Mr. Burns, for God's sakes, if backpacks bust your back. You know why they have bad backs? They don't go outside and play. Hunched over at the computer. Yeah, they're sitting hunched over a, a laptop playing Minecraft all day. That's why their spines are curved. Has nothing to do with backpacks. Get them a nice office chair if they're going to spend that much time. Oh, that school! I, I, I predict that if you went to Hopi Elementary School, your future is you're a pussy. That's it. You were coddled to pussydom in ways I've never seen in my life. Not allowed to have a backpack. I have to have a rolly suitcase. A rolly suitcase. It looked ridiculous. It looked like a bunch of little tiny businessmen getting off a bus, walking up and down Calle Tuberia. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? We gotta have our backpacks on. Like that's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, that's up the road from where Brett is today. So if you want to get stuck in a driveline, woof, that one's one of the worst. 48th Street and Indian School. Avoid anything north of that Safeway because you're going to get stuck in that mess of, although it's a bunch of hot moms. Uh, and it's right there at the Safeway. It's a good Safeway. It's a really good Safeway. It's an eyeballing Safeway. And you can get some water there and help Brett out and help out the Phoenix Rescue Mission, which is always good. Brett also has Shine Down tickets, Event Sevenfold tickets. I'm excited about that. That's October 8th. Shinedown's four days later, October 12th. That's going to be outstanding. And all the KUPD stuff you can swallow. So head on over to the Safeway, 48th Street, and Indian School. That 
is where you go. Uh, I got an email yesterday from somebody who goes, oh, the Michael Orr thing. It's getting worse. And now, now uh, everybody's finding out that he's lying. He admitted he lied. And my Scott's like, you jumped the gun on this. I never said I cared what Michael Orr was doing. All I ever said was that movie was a lie. I don't know. He knew about his conservatorship and all this other stuff. This story's getting crazy. There was a thing that was going to sue for $15 million. And he had it planned earlier at one time. Else he, else he would go right. pub. I mean, this was kind of thing. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and smear yeah. you guys. I root I for it. Yeah. I but root for it. It sounds like, I don't know, looking at uh, hearing both sides now, it's like, all right, I got to make up here and but it's figure like, it out. It's, what's you know misleading is his family was loaded to begin right. with. So it's but like what's, you know. Their motivation is more. People who are loaded don't stop. People who are loaded are like, what can we do? That's- but they've never, you know, the part is they've never not been a part of this. I feel sure. like, wait a minute, we've always been there the whole time. It's not like, but something you know, happened. they weren't signing. There's no indication that people, that other friends that have talked about the situation, they're like, it's not like they felt like they left the relationship alone and they're cashing in on it. They did some cashing in. There's a little cashing in on that. There's a whole uh, status thing that went with that being that savior couple. There's no question about that. And Michael sure. Orr's no angel. You know, he he rode the wave. Right. And, and he, he didn't and, like it from the beginning. And I love that part of the I story. And do I feel that they should, you know, if they did make additional money and he didn't? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. right. And and they should be able to write that. That's But that's I don't think this is about to. money. I think this is, I think what's happening. About how he was portrayed in the yeah, movie? I think it's basically him having to swallow that pill for so long and finally going, you know what? You can't guys. take it anymore. Yeah. It's not about and I understand that. F- and, and, and it always because lawyers are going to be like, put a price on this. But he's looking at it like you guys got all the credit for my life. I think there's bitterness. And I think you that's, looked great. Yeah, and, the, and not a single moment did you look like you know the white savior complex was kicking in. You you guys looked heroic and amazing, and basically I looked like a dummy. They made it you look know? like, yeah, I've never played football before right. when I came over there. You did everything. I'm going to help you with your technique, the yeah. mom. Yeah, that's when I, the movie lost me, when she was helping out with offensive line technique. I'm like, oh, God. Mentally helping him, one thing, but, yeah. Financially helping him. And the, Making the, it comfortable so dad, he could the dad the whole that. time was involved, heavily involved in sports. Of course he was. And they kind of allude they, to that, but not, I, like, not in the movie. Not as I much really as he was. To... Not, well, I mean, he was an old Miss... Supporter. Booster. Yeah, he was a big booster. The he dude was, was calling games. Right. Yeah. He was a broadcaster. He was he was dabbling around with playing around with broadcasting because he could do whatever he wanted over there. They never brought in the uh, you know the KFCs, Taco Bells, and uh, whatever that he owned too. <laughs> right, like a right. hundred franchise yeah. there. Sold them for two hundred million dollars when he already had a bunch. It's pretty amazing though. But I think Michael Orr is looking at him going, you know, I keep reading about you having two hundred million dollars. I keep reading about you guys doing this. I can't help but think. You know, you rode my back pretty hard for a while. I'm still the blindside guy, so when people see me, they think of you. And I'm I'm bitter about they it. I'm talk tired to of me it. slower. Yeah. How yeah. are you today? <laughs> Is Big Mike doing great today? Yeah, I speak the language. I'm a human being. I'm I'm not Utabanga. Knock it off. Thanks for defending my uh image in the movie. Like right. if you're my you know, yeah. basically stepmom, adoptive mom. I read that yesterday in the comments. Somebody said, how would you feel if your parents made a movie about how stupid you were and without them, 
That's how you see me? Yeah, because that's basically what the movie is. Yeah. You're big, dumb oaf, and they took advantage of your size. You're just dumb and lovable. You had all this talent in there, but yeah. you just had to discover it. You needed a couple white ladies to help you out. Yeah, and I don't blame him for being bitter. And they're saying he knew about the conservatorship all along. Right. His mom was there to sign it. Like, he wrote about it. It's not a big deal that he knew about it. He just hates them now. He's just mad. The movie, what, 15 years ago or longer, it's, something like that? Yeah. You're constantly explaining the same thing over and over for 15 years straight. It's Matt O'Comer. Yeah. Matt O'Comer is Brady's friend who had an accident on the wrestling mat and lost his real name, Matt O'Connell, to Matt O'Comer. And finally snapped when 30 years later at a reunion, somebody goes, Hey, what's up, O'Comer? It's O'Connell, God, I'm so sick of this. Like, he lost You've made the list. He's lost it. And I think Michael Orr was sitting somewhere with people, and somebody went, so, the blind, you don't seem like like the guy in the movie. I was like, I'm not the f- guy in the movie. That's why. And I think he finally had had yeah. his, his limits with that. I think a little bit of that. I agree with you. I love watching it, though, because I, I've been waiting for that movie to backfire the whole deal. And he's promoting a book. So there's also his Timing crooked event. end. Exactly. His crooked side is if I get loud enough, people will buy my there book. There just happens to be a book coming and out. And some friction about that would make that book more interesting, for sure. But bottom line Anytime is... you say, I've got this lawsuit, and you can read about some of the reasons why in my book right. that I'm promoting right now. Brilliant. Yeah, if you pick a fight with the people who are in the book, and the ones we know the most because of the movie, it's good. that's quality PR right there. Maybe the twoies will step up and say, listen, Michael, we'll buy two million copies. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> they, if they, they, they did like the Goldmans and just bought the whole book <laughs> yeah. and then got the royalties. The uh, yeah. The thing that gets me about it is that they put him under this conservatorship and they said it was so that he could get into Ole Miss. Yeah. Like, okay, why didn't you end that when he was 23? The dude is like 36, right. 37 now, and the conservatorship is for people that are like Britney Spears who are a little bit wacky in the head and need people right. to take care of their family. And finances. maybe he could have stepped up and said, I should end this conservatorship. That's the other thing. You know? yeah. So the thing that it he was could a, do that at any I time. think the conservatorship was just more lingering out of laziness than it was some, you know. You can't, yeah, he's too old to there. adopt. Right. Well, beyond that. And like, I, that wasn't exactly true either. You can adopt 18-year-olds in Tennessee. Yeah, but it was a pain in the ass. They had to get him into Ole Miss quick-like. So it was conservatorship. Guy. They were basically like, what's the fastest route the easy, to get our way? Yeah. A straight that, line here. What white people were right, like? Right. What? It was what? basically like, yeah, we want we want this uh, we want to put the savage on my uh, my my alma mater's team, <laughs> and they treated him like garbage. And I think Michael Orr is just basically like, I've had it, I've had it with you too. You, you keep you keep glowing at the country club, and I can't imagine what it's like behind the scenes when it's not in the public eye. And Michael's got to go to that country club, and Tui's got her arm around him like he's a toy or a prize. He's basically Richard Pryor from the toy. He's her he's her accessory. Master Bates? He's her accessory that got her a giant name. And I, it, and both are Jesus motivational Christ. speakers. Of course so they I, are. I, interesting, like if he heard, you know, some of their stuff. qualifications like, for that. Like you can't just call your – you have to the, actually be motivational. The quali- you? qualifications are you can both <laughs> the best of them and your, your ego says that your words are more important. Right. It's just like this job. <laughs> It really is, except for I'm not motivating you. I admit that what I do is stuff you shouldn't be doing. Like, my motivational speaking is like, don't do it. But those guys will tell you, you can be rich like me. You you have to have such a a, belief in yourself. Well, they they put it under that category, uh, motivational speaker, because speaker doesn't sell it as much. Like, I mean, Lou Holtz would go around and 
And truly you put motivational. Him on a but yeah. what he wasn't doing was telling you, you can be like me. Those are the ones that I don't yeah, like, that make exactly. people pay. And he would tell in. you yeah. he's just doing speaking engagements, yeah. not right. motivational speaking yeah. engagements. Right. It was a speaker that wasn't designed to take a bunch of low-life deadbeats who were like, I'm desperate for somebody to give me an answer. It, it, Lou Holtz just when told his story, it happened to be motivational. But these two are just so proud of their work. We took a savage from the jungle and made him a people. <laughs> That's basically how they feel. And then when they're walking around country clubs with her, she just rubs me the wrong way. Like walking around, like, this is my big mic. You know our story? And Mike has to sit there and hear that every time. We took him from the jungle and made him people. And then he's like, well, that's not exactly how it happened. You played for the Ravens and the Panthers because of me. I taught you proper two technique. No, you didn't. I knew that going in. Well, watch the movie, Big Mike. And she is one of those real housewives before there were real housewives absorbing all of this. You know, she, Lou Antui is just an amazing person. Took that big, gigantic savage, and she made him a people and then gave him a life. Otherwise, he'd be underground, you know, selling the crack. Honey, I want to do that, too. Yeah. I want one. But you know their lives. Michael Orr got paraded around and had to hear her say, blah, 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 if it wasn't for me, in her own passive-aggressive way to her rich friends. Who are like, they've got themselves a black. My God. Well, we're behind. And let's keep up with the Joneses. If one neighborhood, if you get a Joneses neighborhood and somebody adopts a black, there's going to be four blacks in that neighborhood in the next year. That's happened. If your neighborhood did it, look out. Katie, bar the door. There's going to be a bunch of adoptions. Those Mormons keep up with each other. They love that stuff. They're not big on adoption. Well, they're happy. They create. Yeah. Well, and, they're good creators. When they start running out of uh, eggs. I've noticed that the, you know. Maybe, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, they start going at I mean, They don't go after ones that look like them. They go diverse because they're looking around going, you guys, anybody can make people that look like us. I'm turning one of these into a Mormon. And then some kid shows up like Janny. Hello, I am Mondeway from Sudan. I'm here to talk to you about Joseph Smith. I am Elder Janny. No, this ain't flying. You were adopted by some lady whose eggs dried up. I don't know the story of why my mom and mother did not have her own children. But me and 14 of my tribal friends. Yep, I know. I know what's going on here. I can almost guarantee you one of her friends was like, what store did you get all those at? They still selling? There's three or four more Sudanese out there if you want them. Okay. <laughs> and there'll be another one a couple streets down. I got one, too. I got me a Sudanese, too. It's great. That's just That's for great. everybody. Take them to fries. Make them bag boys. I remember I went to that fries when the Lost Boys first got here. Oh, there was an invasion. How many well, more there? Had, there All was, of them? Um, I think it was we like had three hundred at one yeah, there's here. No, but I mean yeah, fries. You That's what I'm saying. The whole fries was all three hundred because it was like fries. Fries no, is a good no. outlet. That's fifty or sixty. Had fries on fries. Indian School and Forty Fourth Street. I went in there once. God, it had to be almost twenty years ago. Maybe a little less than that. And I walked in and I'm like, that man is opaque. That is beautiful dark skin. Mm-hmm. And I watched him go by. I like, wow. And I saw another one. I was that the same guy? That's a different guy. <laughs> That's the same And then guy. I looked at the line, and there were like nine baggers, and all of them were this glorious new shade I've never seen before. They're beautiful. Yeah, they set up a nice little work And program. fries gave them jobs. And they told each other about it, and then they just loaded up the fries. And you couldn't ask, like, Janny worked at the Bashes, I right. think. Or maybe he was at a Fry's, and he didn't know any of the products. I mean, I, how mean is that? 
You take a kid out of starving Sudan and you shove him in a grocery store and say, all right, <laughs> shelves, work the you shelves. You can't have these, but Jenny you had put no them in bags. had no idea where things went. I did not know people would say, where is the powdered milk? And I said, I don't know <laughs> what is powdered milk. You mean there's milk that isn't milk yet? We have all the food. Where is it? I've been asking where is the food my whole life. Now you're making me point it out to you. You're right, Jenny. You know, got plugged in immediately to the cross country team. Yeah, first there day. There's a kid at uh, Washington High School when I was doing that young life thing. Six foot ten. Um, we got a spot for you on our basketball right. team. Jenny showed up, and he might have yeah. been like 23. You're 16. You're a track star, and he just ran. He didn't know where. He didn't know what. Great story. And Tui's would have gotten hold of him. There'd have been a movie about it. In fact, there was a movie about it. Reese Witherspoon's in it. The Lost Boys movie. Yeah. But none of the, uh, I don't think it's one of the families wrote that. They, it wasn't a good enough movie to get all the credit, like Michael Orr's Blindside. Lisa reads a book to her kids every year. The uh, What is it, A Walk to Water or something like that? No, with, with their story where... It's like 3,000. We have seen it up getting 400 yeah, of, them, yeah, of them. Yeah. There were a ton of little Louie and Tuies running around here with their new black accessory. <laughs> That's how I see that. I know that there's good intentions and stuff, but when you go parading around or try to tell their story for them let them tell their story. let michael Orr tell his story you don't have to tell you know what we did for you we wrote a, we wrote a story about it and you had some biographer come and follow you around and talk about how great you two were that's the michael Orr story it's not the luann tui story right that i that i definitely agree with that but it's become the other way and i think michael's tired of it. but at I the same time they were part of the story but sure. but i i get what you're saying when when you kind of take the lead on right. something that you're trying to glorify if you yourself, do something out of the kindness of your heart to help another let person somebody let, else glorify let him it. tell the story yeah let him yeah let him glorify it for you we hired a biographer to talk about how great we were for you michael you know taking you out of the jungle making you people you're welcome i didn't live in the jungle and I was already people. Yeah, we, but not good people. We got people. this. Not We've country this. club people. You were bad people. We made you good people. Not good people. You just work on your uh, football technique. We yeah. got this. You just we got keep this movie. Then. Work on your slide step, Big Mike. <laughs> you're you're going to get, somebody's going to blow right, Jared Allen's going to blow right by you if you slide like that. Anyway, I'm working on, uh, we have to make him people and a good football player. And I think you just got tired of it. It's like, look, I was a pretty decent person coming in. Let's not make it seem like you took me out of a zoo. <laughs> It's not Helen Keller. You didn't do any magic. Uh, this is a great story I saw yesterday. A lady uh, in California, my house in California had a sub-basement that was like a crawl space, but it was because we were living on a side of a hill, and you had, like the water would have to drain. You couldn't hit the house. So it had this weird kind of thing underneath in case there was a, like, like a lot pump? of water. Yeah, but it wasn't a pump. It, was like the, it, it, it wouldn't collect water, but it kept the house above it. Oh, okay. But you were still on the ground. So it could a, run underneath. Yeah, so it could kind of run, but it didn't run underneath. It just kept it to where, like, if we had trouble, it wasn't running into the house. Uh, Not into, but, like, away. it wasn't just leaning on the house. It, yeah, it was pushing it away. So your house was up a little bit. So you could get under there. and to some, stop it, yeah. prevent it from sliding, maybe, down there. Well, there was a little of that, but it was mostly just so water didn't just hit the house. Gotcha. Like, it would go down. It, it was hitting the bottom of the house where nothing was. But every once in a while, you'd walk on those floors and hear... Like movement and things, and some like a raccoon would get under there, little animals, and you'd hear them scurrying around. So it wasn't uncommon to hear like or see your dogs look at the ground and start turning their heads, like something's under there. They hear it? something. Yeah, they'd hear something under there. Um, so this lady in California was hearing noises under her house. 
and I kind of creeped out by it and stuff. And then, and then one day she's walking into the kitchen and hears, <laughs> like a guy yawning. <laughs> and then she's like, huh? And she thought like there was birds under there. But at first, like she's thinking, I just got a, a bunch of birds that kind of hang out under there and they, they bang around. It's no big deal. It's normal. Didn't think anything of it. She says, I'm standing in the front door and I'm like peeking out and I see the grass start to move. And then uh, out of this hole, dude just crawls out of the earth. <laughs> he had dug like a little tunnel so he didn't have to go out of like the window of the house. He got out of there through this hole. And she's like, hold on a second. So she uh, went to the side of the property and said, uh, uh, there's a, a man's ass has been living under my house. <laughs> I don't know how, but it's creepy as F to see an arm coming out of your backyard and then a guy crawling and he's feeling for the side of the house, see where he is. Because it's just his arm. He's just underground, man. And she's like, but he's been living there for God knows how long. So she grabbed like a pool oar and started to hit him and stuff. Like, oh. <laughs> he's living under the house. Now that is a movie that needs to be made. Because I don't know. Now it made me think. Like what if he's there for a couple of years? You never know how long. And I right. never once checked in my house all those noises that were under there. <laughs> California's got a homeless problem. That's a pretty smart homeless I just go into these houses that, and it's easy. Like, it's nothing to it. A lot of times you can just kind of move a screen out of the way and you'll be under it. Yeah. And you just lay down there. And it's, you know, damp. It's like, you know, it's a crawl space. But it's a little bit bigger. Dude was living under a house. Like three or four feet deep. Or it's the height. But certain parts are bigger than that. So it goes on the, like ours was going on the slope of the ground. So it was probably five feet to three feet. Gotcha. It was just like the back to the front. Nice little relaxing. You could just lay on a tilt. Yeah, well, like how much? Nice little, how much room? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the whole length of the base of the house, the oh, foundation. Geez. There were some sticks in there, you know, for that. But and it would be. Uh, it had to have been dry, even if it was raining. Yeah, I bet you it was probably well, about a thousand square feet. Right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A nice little place. All right. Just couldn't stand up straight. That's all. But he's laying back. He was super comfortable because I can't imagine what I, I would. I would myself so fast if, the, if my yawning. ground yawned. <laughs> I, I would lose. Like if my addict just went, what's for breakfast? Like I'd lose my mind. Go to the light, Caroline. I would lose my mind. <laughs> i lose it. We had a bird in the chimney for a while making all sorts of noise. And we're watching TV, and Megan's like, Why do they have that stupid bird on this show? It doesn't even make sense. I'm like, that's in our house. What? It creeped her out that we had a bird in the chimney. It was like, this thing's like, like that doesn't make much sense to, to do during the uh, Cubs game, to have a bird that loud next to a microphone. But he would scream and yell in that chimney. He was there for a couple of years. But it was weird because you're like, you're just waiting for him to swoop down. Attic animals, you had raccoons in your attic once. That's yeah, my horrifying. Yep. Now imagine, no, didn't you have one at 14th Street? You went up and the guy hit him with the lights and saw little eyes. Wasn't that you? No. No, I thought that was you, that somebody went up in the attic and We did it. at my grandfather's house. He said, I kept hearing noises and went over there, and that's where we- Flashlight, and there's a bunch I, of them up there? And I kept the Oh, one. that's the one you kept. That's yeah. right. I thought that was here. But now imagine you go up there, flash the flashlight, and there's just a dude in the attic. I would my pants. Crazy. I would lose my mind. And probably more likely to get beat up by the raccoons than you are the dude. He's trying to keep it cool. Horrifying. So if you hear noises in your house, kids, probably a dude. 
That should that's maybe that should be our first thought. Check for seeing if it's a dude, and then when you find out it's a raccoon, there'll be relief. <laughs> you can't have that stuff living under your place. I had that stupid squirrel digging holes in my pool house. Not pool house, but like where the pool equipment is. That dude made a mess, but he's li- he's been living under there. I can't fill his trails up. He's got thirty of them. Yeah, I don't even know squirrels did that. But I mean, he'd build a four foot mountain, digging holes, and he was storing it. In, all the extra excavation was stored in my pool house. I go out there to the pump, and it's buried. I'm like, I got to unbury a pool pump. Those are like three and a half feet off the ground, buried. Yeah, I'm like this little prick is taking all the dirt and putting it in here. I got. I need to show you this video a guy sent me yesterday. Buddy of mine from Columbus, Mink Man. He's <laughs> he's raised minks that. Boy, people know how to get to your heart. Boy, do they. They yeah. Using Selling these those? minks instead of the furs, he'd rescue them from the farms and raise them. So he'd go to people's properties, just like yours. Yeah. Set uh, traps. Let the mink go. And he goes in the tunnel and kicks him out. And then he's got his two dogs that he gets rid of rats on properties. Oh, I see. And, his and dogs the dogs go get the, the rats back. They get the right. Oh, I see. Then when the, when the mink gets them all out of the tunnels. The mink comes back? No kidding? Was it on a string or something? No. He just lets it go in the hole. It's done. Comes back. That's remarkable. Wow. Mink man. <laughs> Is he trained the minks to come back? A little bit, yeah. How he spent some that? time. He was like, you never thought I would be able to do this. He's got like four or five of them. They're showing this field, and these rats are popping up over the dogs. They're just going, just going crazy. crazy. I've watched a dog eat a rat. It's amazing. They And they, do, they basically, you know... Do it like you're picking up a pheasant after you smack them, shake them, shake it up, and just ruin them. Wow! I gotta see that. How did you know who'd love this video? Brady. Brady. Yeah. Get this to Bogan Stat. (laughs) Poor Ronnie. The day she hears, I got you a mink. She thinks coat, but no. Our pet. It's a pet. (laughs) Those guys that came in last year, the raptor guys. Yeah. That no, service those, those are amazing. unbelievable. Those birds seem like they want to come back. A mink yeah. seems like it wants to escape. I've seen those guys, the guys that troll around in their truck with the yeah. with the falcon in the truck, and it zips out the yeah. That was a discount tire. Door. I was a discount. Oh, the falcon leaves the door. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I was a discount tire, and the guy had him in the back of his truck. You want to see? And I'm like here at the 101 Absolutely. and Indian Bend. No, <laughs> I didn't. Well, we can go out in the field. I'll show you. Here's my card. I'm like, what do you do? Oh, we go up and we send the falcon away, and he comes back. Pigeon problem. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what are we going to do? We got this. What do you mean goes away? What for? We send him on missions. And then I realized later it was to kill stuff. I still wanted to see it. I'm a falconer. Nothing cooler than you getting four new BF Goodrich. Hey, are you Holmberg from the KUPD? Yeah, what's going on? Hey, big big fan. How are you? I'm like, good. Uh, my name's Dave. Oh, hi, Dave. Nice to meet you. I'm a falconer. And you just expect like the, uh-huh, like music and then lights. Oh, the falconer started. Everybody be quiet. Like, what does that mean? Come out to my truck. Come out, and he's got these cages with birds in it. And they look like aware. <laughs> Those little guys had helmets on and everything. They're looking around like, I'm ready to go, dude. Uh, Take yeah. the helmets off. This is Andre Rising. Yeah. What are you, uh, you going to do with him here at the discount tire? Need new tires for the Falconer truck. <laughs> Something cool about that. But, yeah, if a dude, if you hear noises in your house after that story, check to see it's people. And when it's not... Move on. Feel relief because that is creepy. Uh, this one says, uh, I lived in California. They had problems with homeless people breaking into uninhabited homes that were either being renovated or foreclosed. 
and they'd uh, change the locks and just live in them. We had that here on <laughs> yeah. some of these developments. And- That's pretty industrious. Oh, squatters, there was a bunch of those up in Seattle, but I'd expect it in Seattle. Yeah, Seattle stinks. John, there's a show, a TV show about what you're talking about. People living in houses, in their attics, walls, and under the house. Find these people all the time. All the time? I remember we had that story of the guy. That, he was like there for four years. They had no idea. I think I would know, but I... That one looks like you'd think someone in the neighborhood at least say, uh, there's someone that crawled under your house. There has like to Like you be. had to time it perfect every <laughs> right, day. Right. There ha- well, this dude dug a little hole that they didn't even know was in their yard and You still scurry. have to go through the I yard. Know. You're wandering around. So I think I would know. And I have to wonder, like, you, there has to be a better use of your time even as a homeless than to live in someone's walls. Like you can't be satisfied with the way life's going. If you're, you're stuck between two chunks of drywall in an eight-inch space, you're like, well, at least it keeps me thin. But even if you had that set up um, at your place, the dogs would be going nuts. You'd think so. Well, they're Unless not going to pick his house because he's got that. Right. I got all the noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you're quiet and you don't like pets, probably somebody living in your walls. In a nice quiet place, I can sleep in these walls, no problem. But if you're thinking, like, I'll get in the walls, like... Change your viewpoint and go, I'll get a job. John, so, let uh, me check animals. your tough shed. Yeah. Oh, tough sheds. I won't even have a tough shed because of that. That's almost inviting a bad guy. John, let me block out the rest of your day. You need to Google people living in other people's attics. There's a ton of surveillance footage of these people coming what? down out of the attic while everyone's asleep, going through their fridge and personal belongings. It will freak you out. I oh. can't imagine. <laughs> My attic's so hard to get in and out of. Like the, the ladder that goes in there is in the garage. It has a name. It's called frogging with a PH. <laughs> it does? <laughs> this is all new to me yesterday. <laughs> frogging? Why is it called that? I don't know. I'm going to Google it, though. Wow. All right. We'll check your attic today. This is a public service announcement from your friends at KUPD. There's probably somebody in there. Frog? And I just noticed that one of my canned lights has kind of sunk down a little bit. Uh oh! Somebody's crawling around up there. I don't like this at all. Frogging, eh? That's the recently, name of the show. There's a frogging t- hider in my house. It's a series, and there's a movie about it too. I never knew about this. I knew that, like on rare, rare occasions in cruddy countries, someone would get found in a wall. I never knew it was happening here. Sherry Lovell blames her grandchildren for hoarding food. <laughs> Until she faces the culprit, it's a man from her past hiding in her crawl space. Oh my Paul God. Haynes returns from overseas, finds four froggers on his property. <laughs> froggers? <laughs> what? I just it's start a series. What would you do? My just, yard is riddled with froggers. Just what if they heard you doing? Can they see me? Because there's been some it's on lifetime. Do you have lifetime? Yeah, there's been some seriously embarrassing thumbs and butt moments that they're maybe witnessing through my vents. After Heidi Lane moves to the big city, her underwear starts disappearing. Oh, God. Mystery solved when she spots a man peering down through holes in the ceiling. A panty frogger. <laughs> panty frogger's a great name for a band. <laughs> write that down. With a PH, panty frogger. Yep. He drilled little holes in her ceiling? I'd see that. I'd, be, oh, I'd worry yeah. about termites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'd notice holes in my ceiling that weren't there yesterday. Like, the day it happened. And when he drills holes through the ceiling, there's going to be some drywall dirt on your floor that would make you look down and then look up. 
How's he up drilling? Or is you, he, it'd be, it'd he's be, got a drill? It's tough frogging this summer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, frogging in Phoenix has got to be brutal. That's the one good thing. Although, there have been times when I'm like, God damn it, this room's AC doesn't seem to be as good as that room's AC. He, he, he took he a vent off. He does have access to some of the ductwork. <laughs> moving all the ductwork. He's probably just, just blowing right on him. Crazy. Frogging. All right, well, check your attic space and check your if you've got uh, underneath... Somebody's in it. It's a thing. Just get uh, Eric Bryan and the boys up there to check there you out. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll do it. That's a new service he needs yeah. to start providing. I'm Eric Bryan from Precision AC. <laughs> Got a frog in your attic? You don't want to keep him cool. Keep yourself cool and get rid of your froggers. I wonder if they've stumbled upon any froggers. Arizona's a tough frogging Yeah, community. Yeah. Like Phoenix. It's like, what, 120, 130 up there? At in your least. Attic? Yeah, you're running 120 regularly. You'd have to be a pretty hardy frogger. <laughs> hardy pl- frogger. Plumbing, Another great band name. The plumbing division. Yeah. Put pretty much any adjective in front of frogger and you've got something. <laughs> hardy frogger's a good this one. This isn't a big frog in town. No, this is a bad frog in town. Inept frogging. There's another one. Man, this is, that's horrifying. Yeah, thanks, John, for the stuff nightmares are made of. And those movies are on Lifetime. Yep. You can and as you said, one of those movies on Lifetime has to end with her falling in love with her frogger. That would be pretty great because <laughs> that's a woman's dream. I mean, women are so weird about love that, you know, one of their fantasies is finding a dude in the sewer. And it's a legendary story. Beauty and the Beast, man in a sewer. My buddy Brennan just texted me said, tell John to watch I See You, a movie about frogging. It's a great flick. Right. No. Helen Hunt, John Tenney, and Judah Lewis. Who wants to spy on Helen Hunt? (laughs) She's a shaky car ride away from having Down syndrome. It's from 2019, so she's older, too. That's not that much older. No, but I mean, she's the older version. Oh, yeah, that's 60-plus Helen. I I see what you're saying. Yeah, nobody's spying on that. If you're going to frog, go to Megan Fox's house. Apparently, there was a sequel, I Still See You. (laughs) He never left. With Bella Thorne. Oh, I'd watch that. That's the one that you just, I think, that Brendan sent over. I Still See You is the sequel. Oh, the sequel. Yeah. I, I See so, You yeah. evidently ended without a, like, there was no, like, resolution. He's still a current frogger. <laughs> he, he stayed frogging. <laughs> and then he's peering through Bella. So that's a good move. That's a gr- What an upgrade for frogging is that you leave Helen Hunt and go watch Bella Thorne get dressed. Now, come on. What was I frogging? He's got to ask himself every day, why did I drill holes in that old lady's ceiling when Bella Thorne was right down the road? That's good frogging. Frogging. No idea that that was a thing, but there it is. Phoenix Frogs needs to be a sports team, Wayne says. That's a good one. We have, Welcome to the field, the Phoenix Frogs. The PH Frogs. What's a frog? They're everywhere. And yet nowhere at all. Try that in my frogging small town. Triple A ball club. The Phoenix Frogs. <laughs> they need to have that at the, at the restaurant that has the Holmberger, the attic. They need to have the Frogger. Because they're up in the attic, you know? I didn't know that was a thing. This is all news to me. That's impressive. All right. Well, it is kind of where nightmares are born. Uh, Safeway's where Brad is, 48th Street and Indian School. We'll get to him in just a little bit while we're all thinking about what's above or below us right now. Because I think this definitely made me want to. I do have a bathroom that has drywall termites. And I cannot get rid of them. I've done drywall termites yeah. is a thing. Well, they showed up in the drywall. The wood's fine, 
but they kind of hang out in the drywall and there's a little trail and I've killed them and then like two years later they're back and you see it. But I'm like, now I'm wondering why the bathroom, why no other space in the house and why above the toilet? That's a frogger. I got me a frogger up above that bathroom. He's just drilling holes down and making it look like termites so he can peer down and watch my uh, Steeler friends poop and pee on Sunday because it's in the Steeler bathroom. Either that or just termites want to be part of it like everyone else. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Toledo? Oh, my God. Sorry. I'm in the frog. Yeah, no, I, this let is. Me, let me get back over here. I'm impressed. Reading the descriptions of all the episodes. Crazy. <laughs> Guy says, new movie idea. Have Polly Shore live in your attic. <laughs> A reality show. Polly Shore's my frogger. <laughs> What's up, buddy? I see you. Yeah, look good in the shower, buddy. Eggs in the kitchen. We're all spatulas. <laughs> They're gone. I took your spatula. Well, attic Polly Shore's driving me nuts. Turn it, bro. I don't want to watch sports. Uh, Wake Up Song brought to you by our friends at Action Ride Shop Corner, Gilbert and Southern in Mesa. If you need anything that goes down a mountain, whether it be in or the snow or up a mountain and uh, the e-bikes and all that, check out Josh and the boys over at uh, Action Ride Shop. Check them out online. All the socials at Action Ride Shop yeah. or uh, actionrideshop.com for details and on all their specials. And I don't know if they have a like a Byron school. special, but, you know. Sure, we have a Josh crashed at uh, his last ride special. There you go. Just ask for it. Yeah. It can... may be 1% again, like Byron. Yeah. The I'm just like Josh special. Come in with your crash bike, and they'll give you a discount. Oh, show on some road rash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Road rash special. You come in with road rash, you get 10% okay. off. That's my go. new special for Josh. <laughs> you come in with bike rash or a cast or something and a busted bike, Josh will give you 10% off. Uh, on the list, bullet for my Valentine. All these things I hate from our discussion this morning. Uh, Lamb of God, now you've got something to die for for froggers. Very nice. Uh... Uh, let's see. After the burial, lost in the static. Hail to the king from Avenged Sevenfold for John's Avenged Sevenfold kick right now. I'm in. That's it. Okay. I'm on such an Avenged kick right now. It's ridiculous. Happy birthday to Gilby Clark. He's 61 today. Gilby's 61. Wow. Yeah, I'm on a a massive... Belinda Carlisle, 65. Hmm. Retirement age. I retired her years ago. A Go-Go's lead singer. Remember when she got really hot for a while and then did Playboy? And Kevin Rowland is 70, John. Kevin Rowland. I don't know that one. Lead singer of Dexie's Midnight Runners. Oh, man. <laughs> I got hit in the face because of that band by my dad. <laughs> and I told him the joke, what's worse than a Bloody Mary? I didn't know the, I didn't know what it meant. He was, what? And I'm like, on Eileen. And he goes, and just smacked me in the face. Why wouldn't you learn that? My sister. And then he hit her. I love that song. And Marcy, did you hear what he said? It was a Christmas story moment. Did you hear what your boy just said? He said... Not that. Now cut the grass. Yeah, and he was ironically doing yard work, so he was angry that I wasn't. And I told him the Bloody Mary joke. That my sister just... And my sister, don't tell him. Why are you telling him? Because I think it's funny. Isn't it? And just a smack across the face. Immediately. No laughs. No laughs at all. Terrible audience. Hey, Dad, what's worse than a Bloody Mary? I don't know. What, what's worse than a Bloody Mary, boy? This should be good. Uh, on Eileen. <laughs> ah, why? Why is it happening? He wasn't wrong. Know your audience. <laughs> that taught me that day. Know your audience. Rough crowd. Yeah, rough crowd. Hey, <laughs> I got no respect. I've never been hit before. Whoa. <laughs> 
Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. UPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, it's making me kind of make that noise a lot. Uh, Brett's on the phone. Brett, did you hear the new Guns N' Roses while you're out there? Yeah. Yeah. We're all, <laughs> nah, I think we all have that. Yeah. If there was a review number but, that was associated with meh, that would be it. Meh. I give it a three. Yeah. Of course you do. You were gonna. We, we don't trust your reviews anymore. We didn't ask wow, you. That's that's high praise. Of course we knew we gave it a three. Nah. But it is. He's right. This time okay. it happens to be a three. He's, he's dead on the money. Maybe a little less than a I'm three. Going to two. You're going to go two on that. Wow. All right. I'm going to two and only because it's Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I'm giving them credit for giving me some entertainment over the years. Uh, yeah. If that played during the concert, you'd be like, meh. I'm going to go, go grab a beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is that perhaps. Perhaps we should go get in the beer line. <laughs> I bet you Eddie Trunk loved it. That's what I'll say oh, about that. He loves everything. Yeah. It's a tweener. It's like a middle of a ballad, and yeah, everybody's just. This song is terrible. Like every, everybody hates all new things. Everyone hates. Right. Like no one That's, ever gives a new like, song a chance. But I mean, this one is like. Again. It's like Chinese democracy. It look. It could have came off of that album. Which, by the way, is a really good record. If you give it a chance without being yeah, tied to Guns N' Roses. Still not, yeah, but it's still not appetite. It's still no. not your lose. Well, again, it's just yeah. you know. We can't. If you're, high standard, yeah, if though, you're comping it? that, well, that's the standard 100%. they set. Yeah. They set that bar. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's their own fault when it doesn't get better than your best. Then you're falling off. Uh, and that's what Terry says. I think Guns N' Roses peaked heavily in the '90s. Albums in the '80s, '90s, pinnacle. No matter what they release, it's not going to live up to our expectations. Metallica has the same no. fate. I talked about that with Metallica. The longer you make records, the more crap you put out. Like we've yeah. said, a good album has three hits on it. A good one. That means eight songs weren't that great, or four weren't great, and four were garbage. And then you put on another album that has one hit on it. That means ten of those songs probably not up to snuff. By so you've, now you've put out eighteen songs that aren't good and four that are, and you're a legend. It's baseball numbers. You hit three hundred, you're in the Hall of Fame. But that means you put out a lot of crap. You fail a lot. So I don't know. Nobody ever likes brand new stuff. That one is definitely a meh. This one says, sounds like Guns N' Roses collabed with the Muppets, four thumbs down. <laughs> and I did think it sounded weird, like it was a, again, like this guy said. He's like, well, you convinced me. I still hate Axel's voice. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's, I just slightly expected, weathered. Yeah. What's that, Brad? I think I expected, I expected more with Slash and Duff back in the band, kind yeah. of a more older feel than the Chinese democracy thing, because that was an Axel record at the end of the day. Yeah. Which, not bad, but it wasn't GNR. Oh, it wasn't, yeah. Fashion. If it had a different name, you'd have given it a better, more credit. Right. The fact it was Guns N' Roses, yeah. people kind of crapped on it. Sounds like the opening to a Timothy Dalton Bond movie. It does have a little Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Dalton Bond, though. Yeah. That's actually a... Oh, man, that's yeah, rough. That is, a, that is a mean critique. It's the Dalton of Bonds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, all right. There you go. Brent Crandall said, that sounded less like Guns N' Roses and more like Swords and Daisies. Well, yeah, a little bit of that. It's a lesser version of the GNR. Well, anyway, what are you going to do? Hey, they're trying. I'm, I'm kind of on a Kip Winger thing right now. Where I'm like, look, all they're trying to do is make a song that we like. Right. No, Don't bash I'll, I'll give them a C for effort. Yeah, yeah me too. It's a C Not effort. A, a C it's C for effort. Nothing special. There's no reason to attack them. 
It's nah. just, we don't like it. It's okay. And you probably shouldn't have called it perhaps because all the comments are like, perhaps they should have mixed this better. Yeah, I did think perhaps the mix Perhaps they should have scrapped this song. Yeah. Perhaps they should have yeah. called it quits a while ago. Perhaps gives us options on the internet to make comments. But perhaps they should have just re-released Appetite. Anyway, uh, Brett's out there at 48th Street in Indian School this morning. And he's got the water, the Operation Hydration's going uh, going crazy this summer. And thanks to, again to our friends at Suero Liquid Death. Uh, the guys over there at uh, at uh, Hensley have dropped off a ton of water. We got our friends at Porta Subs. Lerner and Rowe have dumped off a ton of water. Lawson Family Plumbing has done a ton of work with us. Uh, we've got a lot of people who have dropped off a boatload of water, including all of you listeners who have crushed it for us. And hopefully that continues over in the Arcadia area, 48th Street and Indian School. Uh, Brett, how's it going out there? It's going good. It's going good. We're a little bit of a slow start, but uh, it's starting to pick up now, so... I got a one-ton F-350 here that I need to fill up with water because, you know, we, we, we do it every year. We, we, need, we need to stock that warehouse. I mean, we want to bring this thing into next year. We want overflow. Yes. So come on down out here. We got, we got uh, tons of water uh, here at the Safeway. They brought a big old pallet out for us. Um, so come on out. Pick up your water. Maybe I'll hook you up with some Porta Subs gift cards if you make a nice little donation. If you don't got time to run in and grab anything, don't worry. You can leave that envelope with me. I'll go in there and buy the water for you. We're doing it all for a good cause. Sign you guys up for Avengers Sevenfold tickets, and uh, we got some other KUPD swag here. But again, like you said, we're at about 48th Street and Indian School at Safeway, and we're hanging out here till like I don't know about nine o'clock or so. Beautiful, well done, sir. Nice job. Brett's out there uh, for a little while longer, and he's uh, doing his doing his business out there at the Safeway of 48th Street and Indian School. Uh, while all of you continue to blow up my emails, critiquing uh, GNR. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. What are you going to do? Thank you, Guns N' Roses. I'll give it nice another one. listen. Ah. It didn't pique my interest to go. I got to hear that again. Looks to turn on by Metallica. I'm like, hey, I think I like this. Like, right off the bat, I'm like, I think I like that. And I do. Yeah, there was more. Like, that one, I'm like, that. ooh, this yeah. has some life to it. But again, if you hold it up to, you know, their old stuff, Ride the Lightning and things like that, you're not going to get any. You're, you're never going to enjoy anything they do again. But that one was meh. What are you going to do? Uh, Brady, it's time now for you to give us all the news that only you know. We call this the Brady Report brought to you by Hooters. Uh, it is Thursday, and you can head to Hooters for scrumptious seafood specials. A dozen oysters, $20.99. A pound of snow crab legs, twenty-two ninety-nine. It's a seaworthy summer at Hooters. And they'll seaworthy you there today to say thanks for this Brady Report. Brady Report. Good Thursday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Thrift Shop Day. Okay. Either donate or yeah, don't pick some up some new, uh, uh, new wardrobe. Or a lamp or something. A couple of baseless fun facts. A bee would only need two tablespoons of honey to have enough energy to fly all the way around the world. What's happening to all the bees, Brad? It's flying around the world, Mark. I don't know. What are these bees doing in this terrible movie? In the 1930s, Playing card companies tried to add a fifth suit of cards. The Eagle. Cool. It didn't catch on. The decks with the Eagle cards were gone by the 1950s. Diamond, I wonder huh. if those are worth something. Well, there's no games. Can't, yeah, you can't use them for No, anything. but as far as something, a discontinued item or... Mm. When Disneyland opened in 1955... The Tomorrowland area was designed to look like a year in the distant future. 
The year was 2000. 1986. <laughs> oh, wow. 30 years ahead of it. Wow, that's looking way ahead, Disney. In 1986, we'll have submarines one feet below the water that don't explode. That could be, uh, what was Tomorrowland's, like, big feature? They had the space ride. I don't remember Tomorrowland being that impressive. Space Mountain. Tomorrowland was cool. I guess you kind of, it was, I mean. Was it? If. For nostalgia, because in '55 they're like space. They hadn't even like the moon was like a right. dream. So 14 years later they're at the moon. So Disney's like we're on target for this Tomorrowland thing being right in '86. And then we kind of never did anything else. We had space shuttles and satellites and things. But Google is basically trying to create an AI life coach. <laughs> Two people involved say the goal is it for to give solid answers to intimate questions about challenges in people's lives. All right. You can ask a computer, what do I do because my wife's not blowing me? And it has answers? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, you should fire. <laughs> I didn't mean to get personal, Brady, but wow. Wow. What a review. Wow, what did we love? I uh, hope oh, so. did I? What? I've learned more from the words I hope so about Brady than in the last 22 years. <laughs> I hope it works. It's the last ditch effort. For a mouth hug. It'll say it'll be like the magic eight ball. Ask again. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a magic eight ball. You know, just a, why doesn't my wife blow me anymore? Ask again later. That's what she says. <laughs> I keep asking. I I'm keep asking. She it. says later. It's never. When is later? Because it seems like never. <laughs> mouth hugs. AI's just laughing at you, telling the other AI, this guy can't get blown. His wife hates him. His wife just hates him. 62% of Americans who currently report that they drink alcohol is in line with the Gallup poll from uh, back in 1939. Same number? 63% in 1939. Now it's 62%, but in 1970, 74 and 81, it was 71%. I thought it would be high, you know, when I first saw it, 61%. I thought that was high, but it's really not the highest. In- I think that seems just about right. Ronnie says, I'd rather hear a frogger in my attic than that Guns N' Roses song again. <laughs> <laughs> and another guy says, don't give Brady any grief. I bet she doesn't have my record beat five years without a blowjob from my shrew. Whoa. <laughs> five years. Wow. She hates you. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that run. Well, I, well look, again, stop revealing so much. <laughs> Evidently, there is an issue, but you're, you're telling me. It's not really an issue All right, either. good. You get, well, all right, uh, it doesn't come across Psychologists that might disagree there. <laughs> I don't have that run. Implying I've got quite a run, but it's not five years. Don't do that. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't like you. That's it. That's all it comes down to. She doesn't want to do that. We all know it. They can come up with excuses all they want. She doesn't like you. Not that way. You know why? Because if she got a new guy, she'd be blowing him every day. Yes. She doesn't like you. Yes. We talked about that. It's a fact. 69 happens all the time in your first year. Go, you wanna, yeah. go but, then, but you can stop that silliness, though, right. because that's just a ridiculously right. uncomfortable. Right. No endings come from that. That's right. just a dopey thing to do. I don't understand the 69. <laughs> I like the idea of it because it's like, okay, she's up for anything. It's just kind of more of a flag in there. Really, though, it's a lot of concentration for two people right. with no real right. results. 
great. But it is a message to say, I like you this much that I'll put my beehole in your eyes. Yep, I'm willing to invert myself. <laughs> if I put my beehole in your eyesight, your eye line, you know I like you. A girl that's not willing to do that, she didn't like you that much. But a girl who's not going down there, she hates you. Yep. And like deep down, she just hates you. She's trying to figure out how to get out of there or how to choke one down and take it for the team. That's literally, it's it's so true. If a guy did that to a girl, I'm not doing that to you. Like, if we ever said that, would you ever like to go down and do that? I'm not doing that to you. Come on. And he avoided doing it. You'd be, women would be crying their eyes out if a guy was like, I'm not, I don't do that. He'd be, you know, a non-factor in life. And they'd also take it personally. Yep. This poor dude's five years in and he's still trying to figure out. No, she doesn't like you. And you can stick around all you want. You might like her, but just get over the fact that it's never going to happen again. Yeah, find a new favorite. You're her brother. Oh, it's true. She sees you uh, as a brother. She wouldn't do it to her brother. Probably has the same feelings about your wiener as his. <laughs> Otherwise, she'd be she'd enjoy it. She doesn't like you. He just heard from his brother. It's been three years. <laughs> since your, since my sister blew me. <laughs> She's too busy blowing me, What? Sir. You son of a... <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I feel bad for dudes who email that because you hear from guys. It's usually in their 40s they start talking about. She seems disinterested. She is. She doesn't seem disinterested. She is. And we as men have to just accept, nah, she doesn't like me anymore. This could be interesting. This could start a trend of other states. Illinois passes a a law that requires parents to compensate child influencers. Oh, wow. Parents that use their children. The old Mickey Rooney If they're in the videos... Thirty uh, percent of the video that's posted. Yeah, that's what that. They're entitled to some of the money. You can't. That's great, exactly. Yeah, that Cassegrain family got in trouble for that. It's the Michael Orr and uh, that Mickey lady Rooney in um, uh, Maricopa. Remember that? That's the one I was thinking about. Yeah. I thought Cassegrain, but yeah, Maricopa. You're right. Either way, Mike turn off. Either way, it's a uh, it's a nice little deal that they can stock money away so parents can't steal from. They basically kid. break it down. It's starting in July one of 2024. Required to put aside fifty percent of earnings for a piece of content into a blocked trust fund for the child, based on percentage of time they're featured. Be interesting to see how they figure that out. But they say if a child is in fifty percent of a video, they should receive twenty five percent of the funds. Right. I mean, again, it's probably not happening to a lot of people, but I'll say this: if a child is influencing you on the internet, you deserve twenty five percent of a rope. <laughs> it's like child labor law. If you're a kid is influenced by another kid, you don't have any money. There's no but there's nothing lucrative about that. But it's if you're really an adult, the mother using the right. kids or yep. the parents, what or other right. mothers? Yep. Then she's come up with a new idea, and she needs to show them the kid is getting modeling fees. It's not his idea. Kid influencer is the worst phrase ever because Jared had a bunch of those. Yep, was influenced heavily by the children. All his decisions were made by what what they were doing. Marcos Rodriguez Pantoya was dubbed the Mowgli of Spain or Mowgli. I always said Mowgli. Anyway, <laughs> we heard you. The dude was uh, abandoned by his parents at the age of seven. Hello. They uh, <laughs> walked him up to a mountain, found a shepherd in Hi, charge Richard. of 300 sheep, said, here's my boy. Really? Wait a minute. Say that again. They took basically his mother. Uh, he said his uh, his dad took off his, for another yeah. woman. Toledo's dad bailed. Australian yeah. Toledo. Yeah, 
Good day, love. I don't want to take care of this big-headed idiot. So long. So long, little Dickie Toledo of Australia. Daddy's leaving. You're going to be raised by sheep, you lucky little yeah. bugger. Exactly. Because the mother passed away and dad's Aren't like, I'm living with this lucky. woman. I'm going to take right. you up here. He must have known the and shepherd. And he dropped him off? Said yes. So the shepherd uh, took him in, taught him how to, uh, you know, Signed him the to skills to be a shepherd, to old miss. Yeah. make fire, know how to make utensils, living on the land, protecting the sheep. Yeah. Uh, then that guy basically disappeared. Yeah. Mowgli. Huh? Was raised by wolves for seven years and for twelve years. I'm sorry. They found him when he was 19, from age seven to, to 19. 19. That's Toledo's dad's dream. Lived with a pack well, of wolves. So wait, he minus took them to he took them to a shepherd. Yeah, they he took him to the mountains to replace uh, a shepherd who looked after 300 animals. But while he was taught how to make fire and utensils, the man disappeared or died. The leaving, shepherd disappeared. Yeah, leaving okay. the seven year old Rodriguez alone. And he became a wolf. He left the sheep. He yeah. turned on the sheep. He basically bailed on the sheep. Yeah, right. he had to, to, to go to the mortal the enemy, the wolves. Yeah, and as he tells, he says the he's telling the story? female he's wolf when he, his first encounter now. when How he was he a kid. She came in with meat to feed the cubs, and he went for the meat. And she said, "Hang on," gives the meat to the cubs, then pushes a piece of meat over to him, oh. and says, "You're eating. You're you're in the family now." Does he walk around on all fours like the, the feral people of Russia? Like Lucan from, yeah, the, that's right. from uh. the 70s. I'm not sure how much, yeah, did he mimic the How action. many times did the after the mom died, did the dad dress him like a sheep and try to give him to the shepherd? <laughs> before he's just like, all right, fine, you, you've, you found me out, shepherd. Now here's what I'm going to do. Make you an offer you can't refuse. Um, here's my boy. Goodbye. I thought there was an offer. That's the offer. Goodbye. <laughs> Deal with it. I'll be in Adelaide. Here's the whole lesson in the whole story. He is Don't disappointed. <laughs> he admits he's disappointed with human life. He's having a tough time. <laughs> well, he's he's, people are laughing at me. Sure. In fairness, I expect a little bitterness. Yeah. He was discovered by a civil guard when he was 19, and he brought him back to the human world. Says his life has fallen apart. The human world. He's what been cheated, abused, and exploited in the working world. Has never truly been able to integrate with other humans. Yeah. He's like, I just want to run back to the mountains. And live with his wolf to wolf mommy. Yeah. Wolf mother is out there. And the big thing is, he's like, I, you know, I think they laugh at me because I don't know about politics or soccer. Of course they do. They don't laugh at you. They just find it weird. Your mom's calling you. <laughs> That's crazy. And of course he's more comfortable with the wolves. He spent seven years with his family, remembers three of them, and 12 with the wolves. Yeah, you're going to miss a lot of social interaction. You became a pack animal. Why don't you start your own pack? <laughs> get, up, get back Be up there. Be the alpha. Get back up there. You, you know this, what? Kid. People tell, them, tell you this. Find out what you're good at and stick to it. You're a wolf. I'm a little disappointed in humanity. Really? Why? Well, you know, I was given to a pack of wolves as a child. That lets you down a tad. So, you know, I wandered about for a dozen years with my wolf family and then was discovered again and brought back to you bastards to be pointed at and laughed at. So, uh, you You should have been in uh, L.A. Go back to the wolves. It doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't. And why are we trying to stop that? Yeah. Let wolf boy be wolf boy. And I want to see pictures of him when they found him.
But I don't right. know. I don't know how easy it'll be because he he has gone back, and he's like the wolves don't really recognize me. Yes, anymore. they do. They the do. wolves. The wolves how long has it been? Well, it's twelve well, years. The wolves he, don't he was, live he, twelve years. They found him nineteen, so it's probably been six or seven years after that. Yeah, it's a new generation so, so of wolves that never know him. But yeah, so what? Exactly. Doesn't he go back up there and know the way of the wolf, and he can kind of talk the pack into accepting that's, him again? Come no, on, no, they won't once they shun you. That's from the pack. not true. It's like going to the humane society. A whole new, Those, Please. He, the only way he can get it is if he challenges the alpha. Okay. He's, he should be able to handle that. He's 12 years of training. He can, or, or start a new crew. This so. dude isn't like you and me going up to a wolf pack and fighting one. He's been doing this since he was seven. He knows. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you want to go, you want to have a little row with me, let's do this. I'm going to take over this pack here, string the life out of this wolf. Goodbye, Balto. Yeah, that seems like something he should go back to. He's in an apartment down in Sydney now, just lamenting his wolf days. He's in, uh, I know where he could uh, be the alpha. Yeah. If he, he had an opportunity on last Saturday in L.A., a bunch of furries had a big beach party. Oh, yeah, I saw this. It's great. There's footage of a guy beating another guy with a bullhorn. <laughs> the furry had the bullhorn. Yeah. They went to the beach. In furry costume. Yeah, the annual thing called the Sunset Beach Bonfire Fur Meet. So hot. Where people showed up dressed as animals, but things got uh, a little more hairier than last year. More hairier. They're not sure if the guy that was filming, you know, that's breaking in and why he got clocked on the head with the bullhorn was a former. He was he was a former. He's furry. a reformed furry. Yeah. And there might have been a previous relationship with the other furry you're assuming gay you've thrown that in nobody's yeah. nowhere in that story does it say that well it looks like two males <laughs> one right, guy is I'm a furry saying, right and you're That's, just assuming yeah. that a, the, a reformed furry and a current furry are gay lovers that have gone separate ways that's your assumption yeah okay yeah. <laughs> that's all i wanted to hear Brady. just own it that's all own your own your targeted commentary your opinion this op-ed is yours and yours alone you got me yeah because furries are all f- we all know that if you want to do that you're gay i've heard that's a trend in the furry world is to break up and fight no just the tendency to be a gay, be a gay be a homosexual oh wow yeah judgy mcjudgerson at least here. at least it was on csi vegas back uh, in the day thanks all right well done there's this dude that lives in Michigan that... Um, Sorry, Brady, I just heard your comments. It's Jesus. Well done. Good judgment. Those people wait, wait, don't wait. deserve credit. Judgment yep. is not supposed to happen, sir. Bye, everyone. Brady's judging properly. Judgment's not supposed to happen against people who think the same. <laughs> the ones who drift off, judge them. Why is that judgment? Calling all the furries homos? It's not to me. <laughs> I didn't say that. You kind of did. You kind of did. No backtracking. I believe your quote was... I've been told that's a pretty a trend. Common, trend common trend. trend. Yeah, I've not known that, but I've I love. I've been told. I love it. <laughs> Keep bashing, Brady. Jesus loves you. <laughs> so David Mazurk, he lives in Grand Rapids, Why Michigan, do you love him? <laughs> and uh, he bought this farm thirty years ago. And when they first bought the farm, the uh, guy that he bought it from was walking him through the property and told him, "Here's the shed here and." Um, I use this as a doorstop. It's a rock. Unusual looking rock. Sure. And the guy told him, like, I, I think it's a meteorite. My dad and I, years ago, 
on the farm, uh, we saw this meteorite shoot down at night onto the property, made a heck of a noise. We went down there, found the crater, cool. dug the rock up. It was still warm. Nice. And uh, I've just been using it as a doorstop ever since. So it's been, it's, that's the 1930s is when that happened. It's a space rock from the 30s? And, the- and so the guy wasn't sure whether to believe the story or not, but right. he's at a shed for a doorstop. Finally, they get he's a... He's at a doorstop. He used it as a doorstop. Oh, gotcha. doorstop. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Okay. Shed okay. as a doorstop's a big door. That's a huge door. So he gets a lady from the Central Michigan, University of Central Michigan, looks at it. Geologist, he's like, sure enough, it's meteorite. Diamonds. No. $75,000. He's just been sitting on that. I actually expected it to be more. Me too. Lord. I did too, but it's uh, mostly uh, like it has nickel in it. Mm. No gold. Garbage meteor. Poor they call it the meteor. Edmore meteorite. After it's... the Edmore farm. It's a frogging meteor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Ego has a new out. liqueur. Called the Ego Brunch in a Jar Sippin' Cream. It's like, really? forty proof. <laughs> Blends oh of uh, flavors of toasted Ego waffles, sweet maple syrup, rich butter, and a hint of smoky bacon. Oh, Brady! Brady's what gonna start doing? drinking. What are you doing? I like to announce my new lifestyle as an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you could include Ego batter Let with go drink. Of my Let go, man! You mother. I'm pretty broken. Who wants to fight? I'm a wolf boy. I was raised by, I was raised by wolves. Guy just emailed and said, wait, you can drop him off with wolves? God damn it. Signed Toledo's dad. dad yep. Sugarlands.com. Hey, 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 I just uh, two more egos, please. Uncooked. Brady, haven't you had enough? Pour it like we're friends. Shut the f up till you already got him, mother. It's brush in the jar. I, I already... You jagged I'm going to start calling you Bunny as often as you try to change me, piece of s***. Whoa. I wish I was your dad. I never met you. <laughs> we'll have to give a toast next Thursday because next Thursday is National Waffle Day. But Ego uh, <laughs> uh, teamed up with another distillery last year during the holidays. They had the Ego Nog. Yeah. That's like to me, everybody that says this is gross, it's eggnog. It's that viscous, yeah. thick loogie of a drink. Oh, yeah. It's very thick. Ugh. Can have a little bit of it. Like, I'd rather have the Giant maple ego than eggnog. And I love eggs. I just think eggnog feels awful. Shake Shack is looking for a chief avocado officer. They're rolling out an avocado burger and a chicken avocado sandwich. And the avocado uh, chief officer will... Make sure everything tastes good. Uh, you'll get paid $3,000. Just once? But really, yeah. I mean, over the time period of, uh, it's a couple of weeks that you're... So for two weeks, I got to eat an avocado burger? Yeah, you'll and you'll receive a unique experience at Shake Shack. <laughs> well, Here's sure. the big payoff, John. <laughs> you get Shake Shack for a year, too. Oh, well, there you go. I love Shake Shack. I'm led with that. Three grand and all the Shake Shack I can eat for a year? Yeah, all I got to do is choke down an avocado sandwich? There's a private avocado bacon menu, which you're going to roll out the avocado bacon burger and the avocado bacon chicken. Hmm. Yeah. Three grand's pretty good, but that free Shake Shack's interesting. You have to live, uh, reside within a 25-mile radius 
of a participating Shake Shack location. Must be over 18. Are you familiar with the uh, American Molossus breed of a dog? Molossus? Like molasses? No, it's M-O-L-O-S-S-U-S. No, molasses. It's uh, a breed that uh, dates back to 5000 B.C., Mesopotamian Molossus. Got me. It's kind of, uh, they've managed to uh, get it back by breeding two mastiffs together. Wouldn't you just make this a mastiff? This kid has the world's largest puppy right now. Time out. If you breed two mastiffs, you get a mastiff. Well, uh, two different breeds, though. I think it's the, um, I forget which one it was. The uh, Research. The two breeds. I, I, it was right there. It was. <laughs> you just looked at the ceiling tiles. Elias heading our way. No. <laughs> okay. So we'll get to Euphrates right now. He's a nine-month-old puppy. Right. Weighs 260 pounds. Jesus. He's six foot three. Man. Eats eight cups of, co- of uh, dog coffee. food a day and has eight cups of coffee. That's right. He's wired. He's a wired, double mastiff, different breed. He's trying to get the Guinness uh, World Records to come out to verify his molasses dog. By the by. Gosh, I can't believe it. Man. Hey, shut up. Over there. I just had another glass of Ego whiskey. And I I'm got married. What? I met, I met married. Nope. Not that. I met my uh I, I met my match. I'm now pretty bogan time. <laughs> I'm Steve Kine's oh, beloved wife. I wanna see your party bus. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got Ego waffles and bacon and woo and woo. Uh, the molasses and the hard stuff, and we're getting ourselves molasses. No, mo- molasses. We're getting us some molasses, and we're gonna we're gonna name it Jemima. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, and we're, we're gonna stick them on people. The molasses of ancient Mesopotamia was a magnificent animal with a black brindle uh, coat. It's gorgeous. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. They're fierce in appearance. Dogs made men tremble because they oh. used them in war. Uh, the the two direct lines coming from the ancient dog are the English and the Neapolitan Mastiff. So they crossbred those two breeds. I've seen you around 260 in your past. I don't want to clean up after that. <laughs> and eight cups of uh, dog food is probably pretty close. <laughs> not, that's right. He was eating like Brady at his worst. And I ain't following Brady with a shovel. Eight cups in, nine cups out. I love dogs, but that one's on its own. The second I look out in the turf and I'm like, what is that? I need a snow shovel to clean up after it. Look at that thing. That's pretty impressive. 63260 and squatting in my backyard, no thanks. At nine months. Does not to go? mention, I knew Brady at 260 and the farts were no flower either. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know me. Another drink, Brady? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Now that they're making them out of batter, this is a whole new planet to me. Ego batter and bacon and some whiskey, please. All at once? That's my... Brunch in a bottle. That's that's the dog what bit me. (laughs) Do you hurt me? That's that's my weakness. 
You just drinking a vodka soda? <laughs> Homo. I'm having me a, a glass of batter. <laughs> and I am a molasses up. waffle. Oh my god. This is my dog Jemima. Say hi. <laughs> Get him, Jemima. <laughs> Anyway, give me that gla- uh, glass of that batter. Hey, Kime, unzip them, Mama's home. <laughs> I got a couple of radio videos. All right. First one happens real quick. It's a guy that's uh, biking with a statue of uh, Jesus. It looks like he's taking it. A full statue of Jesus on yeah, the cross. It's about a four footer. Jesus free of the cross. Yeah, he's free. Okay, he's, so he's it's praying. Just, it's pre- oh, it's praying Jesus, and yeah. he's on a motor, or he's on a bicycle with a guy. Bicycle. Yep. <laughs> Jesus is well, riding. Bitch. I'm not sure if it's a delivery <laughs> or he just bought it. Jesus should take the wheel. I think. All right, here it's we go. It's like a Kevin Smith movie. This, this, is, this is tragic. Tra- tra- tragic. I see Jesus riding. Well, it's because Jesus was facing the wrong way. He just saved him, and he had Jesus facing the other direction, but he ran right into the back of a car. Nothing funnier than Christ <laughs> crashing. Cool look. Oh, oh, Christ What, what you're looking at? Christ, Christ crashing. Shattered. Greatest band name we've ever come up with. We're Christ crashing. <laughs> oh, my God. What's he doing? <laughs> Going to his next corner, John. Who, who purchases or moves a Jesus statue of four feet uh, when I they like, only have a bicycle? I, I, I wait till I get a pickup truck. I like the one comment that says he thinks Jesus had his back. Yeah, no, Jesus was facing the other way. <laughs> I should really be facing the opposite direction. I could help. Pipe down back there, kid. You're riding bitch. This one I had to watch twice. It's on the side of the road. It's not hot dogging. I think they're pulled under the underpass because it's raining a, on, on a yeah on a oh, motorcycle. Got it. And his girlfriend gets clocked. I thought it was someone on a little scooter, but it's a tire. Oh, that's her helmet. Yeah, watch. I'm trying to figure out what that thing is. So someone's wheel comes off the tire. No, geez. Just takes her Oh, my God. A car's wheel just flew off and hit some lady standing in the road. Oh, my goodness. Oh, geez. And he saw it coming because he Yeah, he kind of bounced out of the way. He warned her. Genius. You can't play it because there's cussing. That wheel just flies off a car and takes him out like it was aimed at him. Where's Jesus there? Wow, that carried her a few wow. feet. God hates you. Last one's a little car crash. Oh, I just got an email. That said the Tui's just adopted one of those molasses dogs. They're going to try to make it people. <laughs> he's going to go to Old Miss. We're going to do it all over again. Six three two sixty. He's a lineman. That they were adopting a wolf boy. <laughs> wolf boy too. We got him. He's going to be a white receiver. Hi, we're the Tui's. We take wild beasts and make them people. Hey, yes, people. we do. I'm not racist. Wild animals, we find them out in the wild. Oh, you arrogant bitch. The wilds of Memphis. And we bring them on over to our house and we give them Taco Bell and free money and then make them go to Old Mess and then we become superstars from it. <laughs> I hate that Tui family. I'm with Michael Orr even if he's lying. I think this is the accident. You remember the uh, show Happy Days? Of course I do. When uh, Pinky Tuscadero. The Malachi the, Crunch. The Malachi Crunch. No, That's what I'm calling this. Crash Up Derby episode of Malachi yeah, Crunch. And they almost killed Pinky. To be continued. Oh, Pinky. Oh, yes! The Malachi Crunch between two trucks. And she's I like, you lesson, go. That car is now two feet wide. Oh. On both and, oh. And supposedly one comment says, uh, I have to say, bro is dead. Oh, yeah. The guy says, guy in the car was the only survivor. What? You guys in the, the truck, truck guy side? The guy driving the blue truck's alive. He doesn't even get hit that hard. 
If he died, it's because he was having a heart attack. Or something else hit him. The red truck is a pit maneuver on a little tiny Yugo accidentally and squirts it right across track. Oh, my God. I don't see. There's no way that dude's alive. No way. Molasses is 63260, and he's on all fours. If we just shave him down. Shave him down. You got to shave him down, make people at all Miss think Leanne. he's people. That's what we've done. Stop we've done it in the past. We shaved Michael Ower, and they believed it. Leanne, you did not shave yes. him. He was 18. I got to take him on over there to Ole Miss and get him on the line. Nobody's going to get past him. I don't, is Biden a rule in the NFL? I don't think Biden's a thing. He's going to get away with murder. Wasn't she upset he went to Ole Miss, too? Yeah, was she wanted to go to like Tennessee or something because yeah. that was Tug McGraw's school was Ole Miss. I'm torn. Or uh, was it Tim McGraw? Fun tidbit for Leanne Tui. Yeah. Uh, Mastiff dogs normally have to be manually yanked off. That's and right. Artificially impregnated. That's right. Because <laughs> they'll split you in two. Just like Michael Orr. I had to manually uh, take care of him, too, so he didn't get any co-eds pregnant. I drained him on a daily so he didn't come home with any extra babies. I'm Luann Tui. I'm, I'm one of Jesus' angels. <laughs> I take things that weren't going to make it and give them white. And then they become real people. I'm missing my block at practice, Leanne. Oh, my God. All right, let's go out. I'll teach you the two technique and the slide. (laughs) Got to keep your hands tight, dummy. John, can we get more into Brady's addiction? Is this why he hasn't drank all these years? Because he's a mean drunk. Oh, I think Brady would be... Brady be a bad drunk because he'd be mad at himself for being drunk. I was raised better than this! This is a catastrophe! What have I done with myself? I'll stand in the corner until I figure out what I've done wrong. This is not the, this is not the road I'm supposed to go down. I definitely think, uh, I know I wouldn't be the guy, let's go to Vegas! <laughs> no. Late at night. No. Farted in front of my wife Road one trip. time! You know, you know what? You don't blow me because you think I'm bad. And you're right, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> but when you're asleep, sometimes I touch your face with it. Yeah, I you do. What? I Please. do. I, Brady on his knees. Yeah, I do that. Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> Sleeping beauty. <laughs> oh, God. No, sorry. Just the whole night. And one more. Oh, yeah, there's another secret. Kirby, go to bed. Sometimes when you're in the bathroom, I give myself a quickie on your pillow. Turn it over. You don't know, ever. You're not. You don't ever know. But you sleep in piles of my man. <laughs> That's right. I think Brady would be a confessor. He's crying. Then crying after that. <laughs> I touched Aunt Luann's nips once. <laughs> no, Brady, I no. don't I'm care. I don't care who knows it. It's time I came clean, man. <laughs> sometimes you wake up and you think sometimes you wake up and you think you've been drooling in your sleep (laughs) Uh -uh. but here's this issue runny nose yeah you think you got a cold you're just full up it ain't allergies you should do a neti pot there's a load of gunk up in there I'm I'm guaranteeing that that's my $5,000 money back guarantee. <laughs> I'm glad you're a sound sleeper. 
You don't know. Your lotion. <laughs> Before everybody eats breakfast, I just want to let you know I f***ed the waffles last what? night. Brady? I did. I f***ed the waffles. No. <laughs> Waffle batter whiskey is the worst thing in the world. Our teetotaler is going to change drastically soon. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Brett in just moments. Uh, he's out there at 48th Street and Indian School at the uh, Safesway. Uh, he's going to get you guys uh, all set up with Event Sevenfold. I think he's got uh, Shinedown tickets. He's got all sorts of things. All you got to do is go down there and help him out with the water. We'll talk to Brett. Next, there goes your Brady report. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. UPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. It is uh, 8 oh, God, It's eight forty. What's going on around here? It's eight forty. I was talking about Christmas and Halloween with everybody yesterday, and now I got to deal with eight forty uh, when I thought it was seven something. Gosh, I have fun with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed genuine. A lot of people call you Remus and Romulus, but I don't see you that way. <laughs> uh, Brett's out there this morning. Um, he's at Safeway on Forty Eighth Street in Indian School. <laughs> Brett. Uh, should we wait till Brett comes back to play the game? I got a game it's I want. It's too hard to hold yeah, on. Yeah, because it might be different over the phone. might be different over the phone. too hard to hold on. Brady's right. We got to let this tiger out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let it go. All because right, Brett, I'm going to play you something. I don't know the answer to this either, but I'm going to play you something, and I want you to tell me what you think it is. We, and I know what it is, but then the next question is going to be the hardest one. All right, are you ready? All right. All right, I'm going to play you a thing. And you tell me what you think is going on here. And keep it classy, okay? Right. I already got to remind Brett like he's one of the oh. listeners. Don't do anything stupid. All right, here we go. Here <laughs> no cussing. <laughs> What is that? A, what do you think that is? Sounds like it sounds like uh, Kevin at the Discover Call Center. I don't know. <laughs> no, it is not. It is not someone from the call center who speaks broken English and tries to tell you you're behind on bills. <laughs> oh, no, 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 my friend. It is not Kevin. I love that. It is. Uh, it is not. Now take another guess. Here's it. Here, listen again. Start it over. All right. What do you think that is? I, man, I don't know. No I, idea. Nothing in your head. Close your eyes. Thought. Close your eyes and use that vivid uh-huh. Italian imagination and try again. Don't know. All right. There you go. Anything? Some kind of. Douchey cheer squad. And- all right, all right, you're on to it. It's a cheer squad. What's going on with the girl in charge? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Right. <laughs> the FCC stops me for saying what I want to say. Exactly. She's evidently, people are emailing in, Down syndrome cheerleader. No, incorrect. She's just deaf. 
And they're making this oh, big me. deal. All right, they're making a big deal. Like, look, she's a cop. Like, being a deaf cheerleader is not much of an accomplishment. All right, now, Brett, bigger question. Other than maybe, okay. you know, she learned the moves and she does and pretty she good on see. the moves. she can see. How's she look? Deaf people can dance. No, so have horrible <laughs> well, rhythm. Well, you, you weren't deaf we were in one ear, and you can't dance, and I can't oh, dance. Oh, I can dance. No, I, dance. <laughs> I can't either. I, I put a wallet in your mouth last time I watched you dance. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. What what is she? What's the name of the team, Brett? All right, here we go. Ready? I think the crowd behind her, she spells something out, and then they're like, "Don't know what we don't know either." Did you get any letters out of that? Do you think anything is being spelled? I got nothing. nothing no, at all. there's Brady? nothing being spelled there. Come on, it's just I different. still have nothing. Start it over from the beginning, Rich. Let me hear well, the very. When does she do the spelling part? In the beginning. What do you mean? <laughs> Here we go. That's the ending. Here. My name is Alyssa. I thought she no. Said, I thought she said my name is Alyssa. She said my name, but that's not the right. It's name. not Alyssa, and I thought she said F U too. No, no, we would have beat that. And then she I says, said, "I right. can't just rewind." It. I What's the name of the team, Brett? Take a guess. I I have no idea. The Packers. I don't know. <laughs> it does sound like a it's Packer like cheerleader. <laughs> Brady, do you have a like guess of the name of the team? Do you know the name of the team? Um, you're Oops. looking at it. I can't see from there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the name of the team? Wait a minute, this ain't fair if he's looking at the screen. Yeah, he, well, he can't see it. Yeah, I can't see it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say to the, what? <laughs> it's all I've got. <laughs> the repeats. My name is Alyssa. No, her name is not ugly. <laughs> See you, state. I thought that she spelled out the letters, but she didn't. So there's no there's no team name in this. There's no words in this. That too. What, what city is this? It doesn't say. Holy cow! This is hard. Because it's a high school team, so. I, I'm going to say it's the uh, Westwood Warriors, because they always confused me and spoke a different language anyway. Too many trees in the background, John. Too many trees. <laughs> Isn't that weird, Brett? Sounds like one of our Pladio submissions from last year. <laughs> I'd rather listen to the cheerleaders. All right, well. <laughs> the Battling Kellers? I don't oh, know. that's a good one. Yeah, the, the what do they call that lady? The, the Miracle Worker? The Miracles. That's what they're called, the Miracles. So, so somebody can post. Somebody, somebody can post this online, but Bradley Cooper gets in trouble for playing a character. In a <laughs> All right, you're still in Juno's for real estate. Like Calm down. She's <laughs> <laughs> still got to work it in. <laughs> I got to work it in. Every day it's his goal to work in that Bradley Cooper is being in trouble for Juno's. Not our word. There's a headline. He just enjoys it. You will rarely find the kind of joy <laughs> that you Jew hear face. in Brett's voice at certain times. The general joy in when other people are being bigots. How much Brett enjoys that. Or accused of it. He doesn't even like yeah, the bigotry. Yeah, yeah. He likes the accusations. It's so oh, yeah. childlike. The childlike enthusiasm for your love of when the newspaper has to print a dirty word. Jew face. <laughs> 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 
And it's Robert De Niro's birthday, I just thought. The name of the team. Like, it is. I think everybody says the Kellers is pretty good. But it's not an accomplishment to be deaf and a cheerleader. That's a pretty tough no, uh, for anyone, even if you're dead. not. That's, that's a solo that you got to knock out. She worked hard on I that could solo. do that. She didn't work hard. She didn't memorize one It'd thing. It would take you a while to Look, get that routine. When done. I'm singing on stage and forget words, I just go, <laughs> nobody knows. No one knows. You just bark it. And then sometimes you point the mic at the people. Please. That's all she's doing. She forgot all the words and she's leaning on the deaf thing. <laughs> all right, man. So her Down name is now. her name is Alexis. Oh, Alexis! I was so close. Let's see if we can hear it. When we... I I hear Alyssa. My name is You're close. I got it there. Yeah. And then she says something else, and everybody goes, "Down now, bitch, hey, Megan, no thing." She said, "My name is Alexis." For those who don't know, don't know. Oh, you're good still at this. Yes, yeah, still don't know. You're good at uh, that. Man, wow. I guess Perhaps you used to... that cheer is better than Here we go. I was gonna say Toledo is used to people not listening to him, so he's, it's like he's with deaf people all the time. His whole life is uh, his wife like I'm telling me I can't stand you. You're not deaf. What? We know. Yeah. Toledo runs. That's why Dawn yelled so much. My name is Toledo. We know. We know. Hey guys, by the way, Brett. Hey Brett, it's it's Brady drunk on my egos again. <laughs> Brett, you know what? You you remind me of Ronnie. Uh-oh. You, you're, yeah, you remind me of my wife, Ronnie. Because you haven't blown me for a year either. <laughs> hey, Homer, you want some ego waffles? I'll I'll take one of the G's out so you enjoy it. Ego waffles. <laughs> Get it? Yes, dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink the ego. See what I did there? I made it ego waffles. What are you laughing at, face? Every Sunday heading to brunch. I'm going to the tap dragon. They got waffle batter on. <laughs> Two for ones. Anyway, I like uh, Def Brady, the drunk. <laughs> We're going to let you cheer. So. There's name, a square for tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. My name is Brady. Casey down now. Down now. Brady Ferrigno. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe tomorrow's just drunk Brady, deaf Brady. <laughs> Research oh, Brady. We'll just do a whole Brady uh, Next day, yeah, we'll get that in there one of these times. Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, it is time now for uh, Brett to give us all that stuff he's got going on up to Safeway. What are you doing? Uh, Indian School in 48th Street. You're, a few more minutes, you're out there, right? Yeah, your old hood here in Arcadia. And, uh, we're, we were getting a little, we're getting a little light here for a minute, and I didn't get the guy's name, but some guy in a white raptor showed up, threw me a hundred dollars in an envelope to go buy some water. Nice. Take care of that, so I'll make sure that he gets a shout out. And then uh, there was a listener, a friend of ours, that couldn't make it out, but she called ahead and ordered us up some uh, ordered up some water to bring back. So I'm going to go in there and pick that up here in a minute as well. Oh, but nice. We're collecting. Those- yeah, so Rachel, thank you, thank you very much for that. Cool. Uh, but we're collecting those water donations for Operation Hydration. Uh, making sure nobody goes thirsty this summertime out here. Uh, come on out, drop those water donations off. We'll be out here for a few more minutes. 
Uh, we'll be signing you guys up for uh, Shinedown tickets as well as the Avenged Sevenfold. Got to thank our friends from uh, Porta Subs, Lawson Family Plumbing. They're always solid. Liquid Death Water, uh, obviously Albertsons and uh, Safeway, uh, Lerner and Row. There's probably somebody I'm forgetting in there. Am I forgetting anybody? Uh, who, did, who donated the 26,000 bottles? No, that was Suero. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Suero, Suero Electrolyte Water. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we yeah, got a, a so, ton of people helping us out. It's been great. And another guy emailed and said uh, Lawrence dropped off some stuff this morning, and he works for Monkey Rung Products. Shut up, Brett. That it's, uh, and I don't know what it is, but he he's, he's very excited about it. I met him at Twin Arrows Casino in Flagstaff years ago. And uh, he was talking, oh, really? yeah, so he said, I dropped off some stuff with Brett this morning. And uh, he hasn't listened oh. for a while because he's up there. And he goes, is Eric still at the van? <laughs> I'm like, that's, no. that's Brett now. <laughs> but evidently he dropped oh, off this morning, too. So he's been yeah. working uh, working right, at that cool. for a while. So, yeah, we've got a lot of people dumping off. Very nice of uh, everybody to do that. So, Brett, now hang out there for a little yeah, while longer. We'll talk to you in a minute. See you in a minute. All right, there you go. What is it, we don't have a name of the team. Uh, Cavs is on their is on their uniforms, but they don't say Cavs at all. C a l v e s c a v s Cavaliers. Oh, oh, like Cavs, Cavs like baby cows or my legs. <laughs> right. We are I like the your calf. version. What we have big calves. What high heels are our friend. What <laughs> I can't hear you. No, really, I can't hear you. They're playing the cankles that night. That's right, the Cavs versus the cankles. It's a an eternal battle, a never ending fight. One, we are the runner. Two, we still can't hear you. What? We still can't hear you. What? I really can't hear you. What? <laughs> She's I'm stuck in a loop. Seriously, I can't hear you. What? Are you doing it? I can't tell. What? <laughs> the deaf cheerleader. Let me hear you. Oh yeah. Okay. Never mind. All right. One. I used to get into that one when Christy Greenway would do that for a... One, we are the runners. Two, we still can't hear you. Three, a little bit louder now. We uh. I'm like, oh, Christy, keep doing that. Hot. And I'm in the front row. Ah, <laughs> doing the cheer with her. In your half shirt. Oh, yeah. Nike half shirt, OP shorts, socks up to my knees. I was sexy <laughs> as hell. Uh, we got our FanDuel bets coming up in just moments. It's 98 KUPD. Go on, Cam! You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? Hey, that's a computer glitch. I'm not complaining, but that's a computer glitch. It's two for Thursdays, evidently, here at the Big Red Radio. That's corn again. What's going on? They're doing some musical changes. They might have missed one. I wasn't paying attention either, and I got an email. Says, Didn't I just hear this? Like you heard a different one, but yeah. It's an all-corn Thursday. I like it. We're helping your diet. We're cleaning you out. Uh, I got to print this. I just got this email. Going back to what we were saying before about the dude who emailed and said, when Brady had his little telling moment of like, it's not that long. Like we invented drunk tap dragon Brady a long time ago, and he became ego batter whiskey Brady. <laughs> I don't remember. What exactly did he say to lead him? Something about the BJs? Like, is that That'd right? Nice. Yeah, it was very. Yeah. Oh, that's the right. guy that said. Uh, that's right. No, that was after. The reason it oh. came up is because you were like, "Yeah, that'd be nice." Like, it was a real shot to the old family. <laughs> and then a guy said, "Ah, Brady ain't got me topped. I haven't gotten one of those for my wife in five years." And so I casually stated, and I believe this to be true. She doesn't like you that much. We all know that. Eventually, your wives don't like you. Yeah. You just have to suck that up because they ain't gonna. 
That's called growing closer together. No, it's not. It's calling, eh, this is just, <laughs> I don't want to pay you to go away. And you don't want to leave, and I really don't want you to go anywhere. And, uh, ah, all right. <laughs> We're friends. But if she's not doing that, I just made the, the claim she doesn't like you. Evidently, this sparked something at somebody's house. Thanks a lot, idiot. <laughs> That's always a good way to start an email. Now I'm in a fight with my husband because we heard your she doesn't like you anymore talk. And he turned to me and he goes, that must be you. Uh, I haven't done, quote, that with my husband in years. And I'll tell you exactly why. The last few times I tried it, it stunk. He stunk down there. If I stunk down there, he wouldn't do it. So I say he quit on me first. When a guy stops cleaning down there properly, uh, does that mean he doesn't like me, Holmberg? You guys need to take more responsibility. Clean your back doors. Quit smelling up the whole house with your turds and then laughing about it and expect me to eat meals down there. (laughs) This chick's on it. Things change because you guys start expecting us to do it, and most guys stop cleaning properly. My girlfriends and I talk about this all the time. We don't have the heart to tell you the reason we stop is because you smell. Yeah, we're not interested anymore. I do miss it. I like doing that stuff, but not with you. It's gross. I can smell my bathroom every single morning while I'm trying to get ready. Well, this dude drops deuces in the same room I'm standing in. It's the old saying, don't show me how the sausage gets made. Quit being so cavalier about your anus. Yep. Uh, You don't say, uh, or you say we don't like you if we don't blow you. Well, me and my friends agree with what I say. If we've stopped doing it, it's because you treat us like a little sister. What have I been saying this whole time? And if your wife stopped, it's because you smell. So take that, Holmberg, and all you idiot men. I still love you guys, but you need a girl in the show to set you straight now and again. Mrs. I. Walzer, that's my maiden name, don't stalk me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's got a point. She's got valid points. She's got valid points. You taking dumps while she's standing in the bathroom and acting like that's normal? It ain't. If she did it, yuck. You don't want to see how the sausage is made. She's absolutely right. She knows there's a slaughterhouse involved in the meal. She doesn't need to see footage of it. She certainly doesn't need to smell it. She doesn't need to sweep up the, the uh, slaughterhouse floor. She doesn't need to clean that. So how about that? Let the ladies tell us the truth now and again. They don't have the heart to tell you you stink. If you haven't gotten it for five years, dude who emailed earlier, wash your ass. Stop dumping on her. I've been saying this for years. Ladies, I've been, I'm the most, I am probably Arizona Radio's biggest feminist ever. I let you know the WNBA is wrong for women. It's a terrible thing for women. Amelia Earhart is not a hero. And I've been saying it for years. It's, and, and single mothers. They all think that I'm mad at them. You're doing your jobs perfectly. But we shouldn't celebrate it. Dudes should step up. Single moms are coddling, affectionate, nurturing people. They raise coddling, affectionate, nurturing boys. They need a man in there every once in a while. They go, stop it. Walk it off. And with this situation, I've been saying for years, you fart on her, you poop around the house, you're acting like a pig, you become a brother. She's not going to want to go down there. It's inevitable. And if you're still cleaning up and you're still doing all that stuff, then my way's right. She just doesn't like you that much. And you can come to that conclusion. It's a conclusion that's it's a reasonable, oh, it's logical a, ending. Valid, yeah. There's no real gray valid area deductions there. there, Sherlock. Yeah. You've probably done yeah. something to make her not like you, so she's not doing it anymore. Or you're currently doing things that make her sick 
And she thinks that that whole area of your body is disgusting. Yeah, you got to talk it out. Yep. You gotta, I mean, it's it's a weird thing How to about talk about. Wash it and go yeah. in and go. You know what? I've let myself go, and I apologize. Hopefully, you don't have kids, but come out naked in the living room. And go, hey, what's the deal? <laughs> this thing, Pisha deal, is what you should say. <laughs> what's the Pisha, Pisha deal? What's the Pisha deal? <laughs> Brett taught us so much. You go out there and go get a mouth hug on this. And I'm sorry, I've been pooping with you in the room. Yep. I thought that's why everybody has that toilet room. Now, hold on. We do have a counter. Uh-oh. Jake, one of our male listeners, I'm assuming, says, tell Tuna Hatchery to call me F down. Now, there there you go. The Tuna Hatchery okay, may well, be a problem, too. Valid retort, but we're going to need more there, Jake. We'll be right back with Point Counterpoint. <laughs> you make a strong point, Jake, about the Tuna Hatchery. <laughs> but you would... Factor that you know, in. Yeah, you would not leave. You may still love your wife as a person. But if she's a tuna hatchery, you're not spending a lot of time down south. There's, you know, you, you're talking about, or you might have mentioned, Dr. Phil episodes where they talked about the guys are traumatized after watching sure, birth. Sure, childbirth, yeah. But when the doctor For fills, years, they're shell-shocked. My, my uncle's best friend was on Jerry Springer talking about that. Watch the birth, and you can't see it, and you can never look at it again. His wife's. Like, he saw how the sausage was made. So, you know what? You're right. Irene Walzer. It just said I, but I can't think of another. Iris, I guess, maybe. Isabel. Isis. Isis. (laughs) Apropos, terrorist name. (laughs) Maybe she's right. Maybe all these guys complaining that they haven't gotten one from their wives have to look into the mirror. I've been trying to tell them maybe it came from a lady. Quit farting on your girlfriend. I've been saying it for years. It dries up if you start thinking farts and pooping is normal. No woman likes that. It's gross. No woman's ever been turned on by the bathroom fan. <laughs> Ooh, is that oh, the- he's thinking of me. Well, he poops four feet from me while I try to get ready for dinner with him. I had to take a huge <laughs> Sorry about that. Your hair looks great. <laughs> what time are we getting ready to go? I'll play some Red Dead before you get done. God, you're such a great partner. <laughs> After the Tootsie Rolls, we can go yeah. at it. Man, some of those came out like popcorn shrimp, so you might have to double flush. I didn't look. <laughs> Thanks. You're my Hercules. I'll be playing video games waiting for your slow ass to get ready, huh? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's your guy. Oh, this is Lawrence? Okay, good. We'll get him later. So, yeah. Irene Walzer is right. Can't attest at all if it's true. Because the last name's Walzer. That's a very uh, no country for old men. He told the story of Charlie Walzer. So that's all she reminds me of. Wash your piece of deal. So even the, the battle between man and steer ain't clear. Is that true what you told me about Charlie Walzer? I can't account that all of it's true, but it is definitely a story. Love that movie. You know what we came up with the other day? This is just an aside for Irene. Uh, inst- any movie with the word man in it, you just replace it with McMahon and make Pat McMahon the star. <laughs> so, uh, no country for old McMahon, and he just plays, he's dressed as Geraldine, but he plays uh, Anton oh, Sugar, oh my <laughs> or God. Gerald, or whatever it was. <laughs> Geraldine. I always called it Gerald. I thought it was a little It looks girl. like Geraldine. It's not? No. <laughs> Call it. I don't know what I'm calling. <laughs> Call the coin. What am I gambling what on? What am I gambling Everything. You've been putting it up your whole life. It's just Pat, Pat Mc, McBatman. And it's just great stuff all the way. Iron Rain McMahon. 
we had a good hour of... I, we don't even do drugs. It was like two guys on mushrooms just doing McMahon movies. Anyway. That McLeeson? Yeah, well, that doesn't make any sense no, at all. Doesn't. Follow the premise. It's not that hard. You know what? This is why I don't blow you. <laughs> oh, that's the reason? And Andy stinks. <laughs> it's been farting on me for years. Toledo doing that... Uh, Mangion moves probably keeping you from getting more. I don't do that at home. You don't. Not good on you, man. No, I do that here. Yeah, that's right. We get it out here. Yeah. It's the outlet. That's why you can play the whole song. Yep. You just been stirring yeah, it up. Yeah. Pop. Anyway, so Irene has taught us all a lesson. This guy says Cavalier anus counterpoint. My wife and I have had this very conversation. She flat out told me that I stink down south. Since then, I've made an effort to clean myself when sexy times were about. How about Just all, all the time? time. <laughs> How about assume sexy times right around the corner yeah. and always scrub up? My uh, the, the Brian Adams girl taught me that because rumor was she used to do a little backdoor salad action. All right. Never, never knew what that was, but I was always ready for it. It's preparation. It's like having your seatbelt on. You're probably not going to get in a crash, but you should be ready. I thought I'd upheld my end of the bargain, John, for said dilemma, and I still don't get them. So now I'm going to your theory. I just accepted it doesn't happen. She didn't like me that much. Furthermore, I enjoy doing it to her. Never reciprocated. Anthony. Well, Anthony, that's a, that's a dilemma. And it comes down to the fact that she just doesn't like you anymore. And I think the phrase, I do it when there's sexy time, rather than all the time, there's the there's another could issue. potentially create more sexy time if you're always ready because I mean think about it when she's all fired up and ready to go and you're like hang on I gotta go wash my ass that means in her mind she's like oh he's been walking around with rust butt all day like immediately it's over but if you can pull him down right now and take one now that's getting it done and that's what you do when you first start dating a girl you make sure your ass is always spotless because you think well I'm not gonna have time to shower and groomed <laughs> always groomed yeah you gotta yeah. be groomed too always. Sometimes I let her loose, get a little Oscar gamble down there, and just yeah. for style, just for style points. Yeah. McMahon and Black just came in. Yeah, we had that one, too. <laughs> let me erase your memories. I'm Pat McMahon and Black. Sorry. It'll go on forever. Anyway, wash your ass. That's today's lesson. <laughs> today's lesson, Brett, wash your ass. I'm always. In honor of the great Robert De Niro's 80th birthday. You know, he always had a spotless Beautiful one. thing. Brett would probably go back there for Robert De Niro. Hey, Brett, how are you doing? Have a little tossed salad from Brett, huh? I'm clean. <sighs> Smells like mint. Smells like mint and soap. <laughs> yeah, it's like a nice watermelon salad back there. You should go for it. As long as it wasn't after, like, Bad Grandpa or, you know, <laughs> right. Well, you don't want to watch one of his did. bad you movies know, that's what I'm and then perform He's had some real clunkers. <laughs> I don't know. Watch Bad Grandpa. That may be some anal. <laughs> no, Mr. De Niro. We have to watch The Godfather for me to love you again. Uh, yeah, that's the difference. You're grumpy in the bathroom. It's basically your bad grandpa. You you took a on your fans. So, Irene, we thank you. Brady, wash your ass. Toledo, keep it clean. Working on it. Brett, shave her down. Oh, it is. There's no Oscar Gamble hanging down there. Right now, I would put bread on mine and eat it. It's that clean. Excuse me, what? Wow. Yeah, that's right. I would dip it. Wow. Like somebody at a barbecue restaurant at the end of the plate. With Brady wow. with a sauce moto sauce, in the car. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it's a clean sauce moto. <laughs> it's always spotless. Always. 
Uh, it's nine twenty. Let's get ourselves uh, ready for the FanDuel. Uh, Going to do another chase. Five thousand plus on. I missed by one. I missed by two last week. One point. Patriots separated me. The goddamn Eagles beat the or well, lost two points. They lost by one, so you would have needed them to win. Two, right? right. But yeah. I straight bet Ravens over the yep. or, uh, the Money Eagles over bet. the Ravens, and they lost by a point. Twenty to nineteen. And I had all the others. It was a twelve thousand dollar win and a one point killed me. In the preseason. In the preseason. Who gets that? <laughs> so, Chase, again, preseason bets because football's Wait, back. How, how many legs was it again? Uh, my, that was seven. Oof. Yeah, mine was seven, too. Yeah. And I got six out of seven because parlay means you're going to miss by one. I think I've got eight today. I got eight yeah, today, got too. Eight today. We got a parlay coming up. FanDuel's making the preseason more fun. Yikes. And, may, and wait till you see what mine pays. It's stupid. It's 98 KUP FanDuel next. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. All right, everybody, this is good stuff. We're chasing again, and I we were so close last week. There's no way we pull this off twice. But Fanduel's got me ready and excited for all sorts of this stuff. Fanduel is available to all of you. Football is right around the corner. You want to play fantasy football uh, for fantasy money? Fine, do your thing. You want to play real football for real money? Fanduel. And again, I got another offer today. Let bets free again. Nice. Mine just popped up. Said, "Hey, John, you want to do this one for nothing?" Sure. Chasing. That's what we're doing. We are chasing the preseason. And last week, I was one game away from $12,000 on preseason bets. No one has ever hit a seven-leg parlay in the preseason, ever. I was awfully damn close. Doing it this week. We're doing it this week, Brady. And we've added a game. My parlay is a plus 21500 that means for $10, and it didn't cost me anything, I can win uh, $2,150. $2,150. Wow. For a $10 bet that I'm not even putting the money up for. It's Fandle's money. Brett just looks at me like, you know you're not going to win. Stop it, Brett. <laughs> I need a little hope over there. That face said nothing to me. Brett, I need you to be a little more excited. It's my birthday. <laughs> Look at me like that with that face. A bunch of mushes in this room. A bunch of mushes. That's right. <laughs> Don't let mushy Brett over there. Whatever he bets, bet the opposite. Uh, Brady, what's yours pay? Mine pays uh, thousand seventy nine. It's a plus ten thousand six hundred ninety. Nice. It's what a seven leg parlay, money line straight, all straight across wins. Yep. Who you got? Eagles over the Browns. Giants over the Panthers. Who knows? Falcons over the Bengals. Tough game. You're t- you're betting against your Bengals in the preseason. Yeah. Okay. Detroit Lions over the Jags. Uh, the Jets over Tampa Bay. Uh, Cardinals over Kansas City. Oh, there you're man. done. Good night. It's the preseason, and they still won't give win. them the. This is the, it's this Coach is McCoy playing. Brady, they got their preseason. They got their preseason they got win their pre-season last pre-season week. Win last <laughs> they got it last week. They're one but and. Th- remember one and how two. many? I just remember a couple of years they were undefeated preseason. Like we are going to kill it this year. Is Coach McCoy it, playing? Yeah, I think Coach uh, McCoy is actually okay. playing. Chargers over the Saints. All right, not bad. And that pays twelve thousand bucks thereabouts. Pays a thousand or plus twelve thousand. Yeah. So you're plus ten thousand. Ten dollar bets. If it's a hundred dollars, I always go off a hundred. It's yeah. easier for me to do that math for some reason. I have to drop a number. It just becomes the number you see. So it's a plus eleven thousand, ten thousand. Go get them, kid. I hope you win that. Even though that Cardinal thing just screwed you, man. Never bet on Coach McCoy. Yeah. Come on. It, never bet on the Cardinals. 
Uh, Brett, what's yours? All right, I'm going straight across on the spreads. This is a seven-leg parlay. Uh, Detroit over the Jags. Uh, Bears. Are you taking spreads or just I'm straight? taking spreads. Oh, you're taking, taking the favorites? Yep, so plus three and a half. Uh, Lions taking the Bears over the Colts. Oh, he's getting points on all of them. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Vikings over the Titans. Patriots over the Packers because it's – I'd have to. Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going Chiefs over the Cardinals. Of course you are. That's yeah. brilliant. You're dumb. No. <laughs> Niners over the Broncos and Chargers over the Saints. Plus uh, 91.56, so I'll walk out with 915 bucks. There you go. $10 bet with 900 yeah. It's nothing. It's a saw yeah. buck. So worth it. And the heartbreak is so painful <laughs> when you miss by one point. I love our, I left in our I love in our texting group. Missed it by one. God, it's, it's a by one. Patriots. And it's yeah. Oh, I was dead. Well, that's not what was said. No. <laughs> well, Say no, I'm said. Yeah. No, I was pretty upset. I know. You missed by one. Toledo, what's yours? Uh, my eight leg parlay is plus eleven thousand two nineteen. Beautiful. And I've got money line bets on the Eagles, Bengals, Jaguars, Texans, Steelers, Colts, Jets, and Packers. That's pretty close to what I got to going win. on too. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so my ten dollar bet will bring in eleven hundred or thirteen hundred and thirty one dollars. Yeah, I took a bunch of favorites. I took the Saints, Raiders, Chiefs, Jets. Bear, uh, yeah, Jets. Those are my favorites. I'm like, all right, we got a nice little thing going. It's like plus four hundred. I'm like, all right, here we go. Bears, Steelers, Lions, Bengals. Put it at twenty one thousand five hundred. Wow. Took the Bengals, huh? I think it was preseason. I don't care about that. Well, it's a Brady with Cardinals. Falcons are a nightmare. Yeah, but that they always matter. The Cardinals are always disappointing. Whenever you, you rely on them, Cardinals yeah. are going to Cardinal. Cardinals going to Cardinal. Never rely on the Cardinals for financial anything. Trust me, I worked for them for sixteen weeks and they didn't pay me. Really? They said they did, and then they forged a check and sent me a picture of something. That was, like, this isn't mine. <laughs> we gave it to you. No, this is written in crayon. I can't cash this. Signed by Steve Keimer? No, this was way, way Way too early. This was back when uh, (laughs) old man Bidwell was like, (laughs) that's when Eric Hill told me, man, you ain't never getting paid if you haven't gotten paid yet. I'm like, that's illegal. Did you sign anything? No. You did this for free. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? And that's when he told me how he got charged for his own shoes for giving them to other players once. I had a shoe deal with Reebok, and some of these dudes needed shoes, so I got them for them, and the Cardinals charged me. Like, why? They charged their players for uniforms and shoes. Like, oh, my God. So you you took money out of their, you took a little food out of their mouth. That was back in the old days when old man bid. Well, I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Terrible. All right, you want to get involved in this. My bet's free, and I might win 2200 bucks. You can get bonus bets. But if yeah. you're not on FanDuel, join now. Use yeah. the code KUPD. I was free last week. Yep. Yep. FanDuel.com slash KUPD. You get a no sweat first bet. So much fun. Up to 1000 bucks back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And don't forget, Tuesday is Dinger Tuesday. Stop. Still is Dinger Tuesday. Thank <laughs> God. I love baseball season. It's been a while since I've done that one. I haven't done Dinger Tuesday in a while. Either. I might throw that together for I'm this upcoming to. Dinger Tuesday. Uh, it's 941. There you go. FanDuel, you make the world better, and we appreciate it. Uh, preseason football is no fun unless you're doing it this way. I watched a lot of games last week, and it's 98 KUPD. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? 98 KUPD. There you go. A little disturbed for you. Voices. Haven't heard that in a little bit. That's Damn. solid to get back in the rotation. I like Love that it. one. Nice job, Larry. 
We're popping in a few newbies there. We're enjoying that. Uh, it's 9.55. It's time now for the entertainment drill. And that is brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. Uh, they've started that that 90-day program, that uh, fitness program. It's amazing. And I talked to Jay yesterday. He's like, we sold out of it so fast. They can only keep up with a certain amount. You you get a personal trainer. You get a nutritionist. You get It's amazing. And they keep up with you and stay on top of you like that. And we were doing stuff yesterday. I'm like, this is outstanding. You're not getting this kind of treatment from anyone else. And uh, they've got a lineup. So if you want to get involved in that, you can queue up on this deal. Because right now they've got all the people in the program that they can get and still keep it normal. You know, instead of saturating it and making it so it's all on you. Uh, it's pretty cool. And in 90 days, you will see a difference. I'm doing it too just to kind of stay on it. Oof. A couple days, start realizing, all right, some of these – there's nothing worse than having somebody point out your – uh, intake, you know, and you start realizing, oh, geez, there's a reason why I kind of slip up. It is so quick to like portion sizes and stuff like that. And then you start to realize I should probably do this six, seven times a day and eating smaller, but eat like a pig. And I'm guilty of it too. It kind of resets you, gets you back into a healthy way of going. And then uh, you're getting muscle build and all that other stuff on top of it. Not only are you going to just drop a couple pounds along the way. You're probably going to add a couple pounds of muscle and looking good. That's the key. As summer ends, there's no reason to not have some abs going. Why not? Get on that thing. They can help you. And you don't even have to be part of that 90-day program. Just get involved in the React Defense classes and uh, the training and all that. they got that eight-month course. It's basically all you need, your freshman year for the blue level. And in those eight months, you're going to come out a different person. You put the work in, I guarantee results. That's how that goes. And they're going to teach you some things that are going to make you absolutely Figured yesterday I did something I'd never done before, which was a uh, long gun takeaway with a pistol grip. Oh, somebody got a pistol grip on a long no. gun, man. Oh, man, that's a different beast. It's a that's a full on fight you're in. It's crazy. So, you ever have one pointed at We go through that kind of stuff. It sounds crazy. We go through it. You ever have a long gun pointed at you? Guys got a pistol grip. Do you know the difference on how to take it away versus one without a pistol grip? It's different. They'll teach you that. Sheepdog, that's what we're trying to create out there. Less sheep, more sheepdog, and they can do it, and you can be part of it. ReactDefense.com. It's the home of tactical black self-defense training. Brady, entertain me. Looks like Britney Spears and her husband, Sam Ashgary, sad, are over. He's filed for divorce. He's accusing her of cheating. Moved out, got a place of his own. 14 months. There's a prenup. He's fighting that. He is. Because she's got nobody helping he, her That's anymore. where the accusation of cheating will come from and right. he's basically wants more bottom line is you married a lunatic and uh you did it after all of her family kind of bailed on her it was a genius move on sam ashgari's part he's like oh she's got no one in her corner family doesn't talk to her she's lost all of her you know connections back to normalcy that conservatorship is over so she's on her own and everybody says she can't do this on her own again as the biggest feminist in phoenix i think the most realistic one. What was I saying before? She needs that conservatorship. Quit saying she's a strong, powerful woman. Clearly, she's not. The family's kept this on her for a long time for a reason. You watch her and you realize this person can't function by herself. She needs help. Hello, Michael Orr. Yeah, Michael Orr. Step up. He doesn't need it. She did. And he knows about it. Yeah. But Michael Orr can't help her. Michael Orr looks and goes, conservatorships are bad. Because he's like, I'm fine without one. She needed one. She needed someone I babysitting. Be her. No, no. She needed somebody. Oh, he can go in. Yeah, and can, I saying. see what you're saying. Make her yeah. the yeah. He understands how they work, and he can rob her. She's about ready to lose it all. I I got a prediction on Brittany that's not pleasant. But there's either going to be rehab 
or a horrible thing happened to her in the next few months that everybody's like, whoa, somebody should have been keeping an eye on Brittany. This is the last dude that's eyeballing her. Her kids left. There's a sad end coming for Brittany if somebody doesn't step up soon. Barbie took in another $6.1 million on Tuesday for a domestic total of $537.4 million. That makes it the biggest Warner Brothers movie ever in North America. The previous champ was The Dark Knight. Who knew? Barbie has made $1.2 billion worldwide. It's the second biggest global hit. Harry Potter and the Deathly Howls Part 2 is still ahead with $1.3 billion. That's a lot. Doesn't mean they're good movies, but boy, they are appealing. The other uh, milestone in the box office is that Sound of Freedom has oh, yeah. now made $174 million. Costs like $10 million to make. In the U.S., and um, it's ahead of the new Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Did anybody see that Indiana Jones? I mean, like, I know Brady did, but I mean, like... Anybody who we value yeah. their opinion? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I mean, you were but saying... But since you it, brought it up... You kind of <laughs> were saying that. No, everybody hated it. Ed Sheeran made a comment that he'd never do a Super Bowl halftime show. Really? Thank you. He said, I'd be part of it, but I don't have the... Yeah, he's not the guy you want to do I'm not Super the guy. I'm, I'm yeah. putting a whole show together, and I don't have the, uh, what do you say, the pizzazz. Yeah, he's a singer-songwriter. and Lady Gaga. He's really good, but at what he does. You don't want to necessarily... He's not Super Bowl, no. no. You're not watching him at the halftime and getting excited. The Killers uh, brought up a Russian guy on stage during a show in the nation of Georgia. I guess to promote unity, it backfired. The crowd got angry. The band had to apologize after the show. Wait, you the Russians can tell when a Georgian is on stage? That's impressive. Yeah. He is not one of us. He is Georgian. Get the Georgian can stage killers. Yeah. We know which ones are Georgian. We know which ones are Ukraine. I guess they were trying to go for a Rocky Four moment. Yeah. <laughs> if I can change, you can change. The Georgians can change. You, Rocky, no. <laughs> We're not going to change for any Georgian. Now play the hits. Leonardo Bernstein's family. Who? Leonard. Leonardo, they're saying. Who's Leonardo Bernstein? Maybe the... Uh, One of the bears? The son. Do you have a son? I don't know. Oh. Uh, All right. Let's go with Leonard Bernstein. Just to so I'm going to shoot I'm going to say a typo here, but... All right. No. Can I see it? Yeah. To see Leonardo Bernstein. That's got to be a typo because they defended, uh, what's that nose called again? <laughs> Brett, Jew face. Oh, that's right, Jew face. They're calling it Jew face. <laughs> they have defended the Jew face nose. Yeah. Because Dad had a big nose. They're all, they're down. Bradley Cooper's Bradley. safe now. Maybe Leonardo is his son, but I think it is Leonard. I think that's a misprint. It's not. It's okay that you did that. It is. Everything I'm pulling up is Leonard, so. Yeah. They were caught up when they were making the, they were excited. Right. Maybe uh, Leonardo DiCaprio also says Bradley Cooper could be. Right. Maybe he was trying to be Leonard Bernstein. Bruce Spring- Springsteen postponed uh, shows in Philly this week. They're supposed to be uh, Wednesday and then tomorrow. Yeah. Due to an illness. Okay. Won't say, but they said they told the people, hang on to your tickets. We'll hopefully reschedule. It's a strange allergy I've developed towards denim. It's going to be a few weeks, maybe two, three, four weeks. (laughs) Who will see? 
Well, if it stops him from singing, it makes one guy in this country happy. Me. Uh, maybe he's just busy on the uh, Obama podcast. Uh, uh, you know, maybe he's got a throat problem. You know, might have gotten. Let's just say maybe Bruce was hanging out with a friend of his and got something stuck in his throat. That's real big and long and black. Because, you know, I'm gay now. Hey, girls. <laughs> gay bummer. I would even discuss that on the Bruce Springsteen podcast. Or maybe it's Philadelphia coming full circle on Bruce. Ooh, we'll see. Uh, that's it. We're done. Uh, Larry's coming up. Larry! He said he wanted to tell us something. He had a he had an event yesterday occur where his uh, fragile daughter had to hold his own garage door up because his garage door went south. And poor Tony was standing out there. She's standing out there wiggling. <laughs> holding the 400-pound <laughs> garage. Well, Daddy pulled out to go to work because your garage broke. But you had somebody come by and help in their big uh, listeners. Did. I was freaking out yesterday because I couldn't get out of the garage and finally made it down here. When I walk into the studio, I'm like, all right, which one of you guys has your garage fixed? And, you know, Brett and uh, Rich piped up. And they yep. said, you got to call Garage Grunts, Garage Door Grunts. Right. And they are awesome. This dude, Craig, came out within an hour. Yeah. He's at the house within an hour. The place is veteran-owned and operated, and they are so cool. They donated for Operation Hydration oh, last cool. year. Um, they, they, they're big fans of the radio station. That's great. They love listening to you. Uh, and you. Well, it was. it's funny because I – No, <laughs> well, no, it's, well, no it's funny because I was talking to the, the woman on the phone, and we were going back and forth, and she was like, oh, so you're over at KUPD? And I said, yeah, I'm Larry. I, I do the midday shift. I'm on after John at Larry's lunch sack. And she goes, oh, my mother listens to you. <laughs> Awesome. What's she look like? What, oh. Next question. Right. What's yeah, your mom yeah. look like? What's your mom look like? Your mom? How you doing? What's your name? Uh, so, Garage Door Grunts, <laughs> you guys were awesome. Thank yeah, you so that's much. That's very cool. Yeah, just, you, know, you don't get that kind of immediate service. <laughs> yeah. mom uh, within an hour? Ouch. Come on. Dude. Yeah, they were awesome yeah, when they came cool. out to our pad. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, so if your garage so door is Garage being, Door Grunts, you were yeah. awesome. It was being propped open by a teen yeah. girl who can't Tony hold it Tony was anymore. holding it up like sloth from the Goonies, yeah. and Larry crawled between <laughs> her legs. <laughs> what? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we talking about? I don't know what goes on at your house, but knock it off. Yeah, we get it. He had to drive his car through, though. Poor Tony. She's so small. That had to be a tough move for <laughs> It was for her. funny because I, when I get the guy Craig on the phone and he says, you're really lucky that thing wasn't open when the thing Because it would have come crashing down. It would have come crashing yeah. down. I've had that happen. Well, needed a door, too. Yeah. yeah. Garage doors are scary. Yeah. We take for granted how much is going on there. Those springs. <laughs> Those springs will blow up. Can I had one blow up at the house. I thought the house was exploding. Right. It's the loudest noise I've ever heard. It's like a That's gunshot. That's what it was. You heard a gunshot? I heard a huge noise on uh, Tuesday night. Horrifying. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter and I couldn't figure it uh-huh. out. We kept looking it, all over the house. And it happens like at rest. Yeah. I was sitting on the couch. I'm like, what was that? Somebody just shot something. Next time I tried to open the garage, it didn't go. No joke. Like, yeah. I went upstairs. I was looking in every room. Yeah. I said, it must have been in a closet. Something fell over. It was the spring. There you go. Or wow. a frogger. Garage door grunts. I love you. Yeah, Thank you. you. <laughs> Saved uh, Larry and his family. Uh, it's 10.07. Larry's coming up next. Going to crack the code in about 52 minutes. Another hint coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yes, yeah. A 1920s man is going to give you a hint for no <laughs> reason at all. A century-old radio professor is coming in to give you a hint. at The crack the code at 11 o'clock. Get you in the snake pit for Metallica. We're done. Thursday's in the books. We'll catch you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. We'll see you so Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this.